today is Wednesday, the 2nd of August, 2015. This is The Gap, episode 289. I'm Luke Lloyd. With me is Judd Goroy. Yo. Jeremy Jungus Ray. Oh, I guess I am here. And Nathan, not just Justice. What's up? Oh, sorry. I cut you off. I'm like, I didn't care about my surname. <laughs> what do you care about Justice? I just yeah. want to be Seal, you know, single, single name. That's it. Just Nathan. I am the Lawrence. Well, anything. Okay. Oh. I respond to dickhead, fucker, any, you know. Child rapist. Whoa. Haven't responded <laughs> to that one yet, but, uh, you know, take the challenge, I, I guess. I to call you a name. I am comfortable with being called a Nazi. You think maybe there's some <laughs> other name that will hurt my feelings? Yeah. Think before you talk shit. <laughs> God, I hope he's quoting something. Or is this yeah. just the randomness? <laughs> just, uh, no, that's all right. That's all right. We, you missed some of the conversation we had Rick before. And it was, oh, I mustn't be up to that one. All right. Yeah. It's, it's like amazing. A, wait, is that two episodes ago or something? Okay, yeah. yes. No, I, I thought it might have been the... What was the Hitler cross Lincoln? Oh, right. I thought it might have been him. That was in season one. Oh, no, no. Where he spliced Hitler and Lincoln together. He was a very confused character. Uh, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, man, you've got to watch that one. It's like the last episode of the yeah, first season. it's like the party episode. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. This yeah. latest season's uh, it's got me hooked. It's pretty good. Holy shit. They're just... Every single one I've, I've like, really liked. Yeah. Although... Yeah. All but one of them has ended on a really low note. Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, <laughs> classic Kirby Bottom. Hey? Oh, no. The, um, I the, know. The Hive Mind one, but it's yeah. all really good. Yeah. You know they did it. I did. I I tweeted Job about it. Okay. And I was like, that's probably what's going to finally get you to play Dota. <laughs> yeah. I, um, and is it? It's in pretty the close. Game, you can it, uh, basically any item someone's got, you can jump in and and use it yourself so anyone else is playing that particular game so I've been jumping in and looking for people that ah uh, I see yeah. yeah so you gotta test it out yourself it's pretty good Dota, yeah. Dota 2 right Dota 2 yeah. you haven't played that one before though which one Dota 2 no yeah. it seems hilarious but you wouldn't want to have it on forever yeah but like a really good funny idea but is it show on like Netflix or something like where can I watch it I got it on BitTorrent oh okay <laughs> It's like I got it on the internet. How do we I don't know if you've this. seen this, um, but you can get television shows. No, no, on season season one yeah. on Hulu. That's season one. What's the one that's on Netflix? Then? The cartoon Did- Archer. I, I queued that up. Archer. There's a different one. It's, uh, it's a cartoon, comedy cartoon. Yeah. Is it? Is it the horse one? Bojack oh, Horseman. Yeah. Bojack Horseman. Oh, uh, yeah. I watched the first one of that, and it didn't seem that great. It's like not comedy. It's depressing. The first the first Apparently one- it takes a while. The first oh. one is, uh, yeah, like dark humor and then some really funny bits. First season or the first? First season, oh, yeah. Right, right. I haven't watched the second season yet, though, because, again, like, it is kind of heavy. Yeah. Like, it's- Weird. Like, Rick and Morty is- fucking hilarious and then suddenly heavy yeah and bojack horseman is really fucking heavy and then suddenly hilarious yeah right. and you sort of have to be in the mood for uh, that have you as watched- opposed to just like laughing uh-huh. have you watched harman town no because that will perfectly explain exactly why it has the swings because he's a giant drunk right and he's emotionally all over the place it's a great uh, documentary by the way Harmon is the fucking level headed oh, one. Really? oh that's a scary thought <laughs> that's a very scary he's thought. the one keeping shit sane oh okay in, uh, sane yeah in um Rick and Morty Rick and Morty cause Justin Roiland I don't know who that is no what's he done 
Rick and Morty. Oh, that's it. Yeah. So he's probably just found this guy. Um, yeah. On the street. No, just- I'm not even kidding. Like, it, part of Harmontown was, you know, he got fired from community. And so he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go jump in an RV and do a stand up tour one day every night in a city, yeah. different city. And they were like, wouldn't it be cool if we had a dungeon master? They're like, does anyone play Dungeons and Dragons? And this guy puts his hand up and they quite literally grabbed him and took him around with them and played Dungeons and Dragons. And he was the dungeon master. And he's a dude, but he found someone and said, you come with us. And yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if he just found this guy in a crowd, like not even a diss. Well, he made like a, he made like a, a cartoon called Doc and Marty. And I don't know if you've seen it, but it is, it's what Rick and Morty was based off. Justin Roiland did. And, uh, it's it's different. It's not funny. It's, uh, no, it's pretty funny, but it certainly would never be on any television network ever. Uh, I, I believe like one of the solutions is like uh, like they're not related, by the way, at this point. But uh, yeah, so Doc is like uh, Marty. You know, the only way that we're going to get out of the situation is if you suck on my balls. That's it. You're just going to have to suck on my balls, and then he just pesters him until marty sucks on his balls and uh and then they them? solve like four more problems that way <laughs> and uh yeah you're it's like okay <laughs> they they definitely needed to change some things yeah. for rick and morty right but it's still it, it's still pretty funny i thought it was just you know a giant piss take on um back to the future yeah but clearly that was as well yeah that's why I thought it was the original inspiration. Of- yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, Rick and Morty's amazing. It is seriously my favorite show on television at the moment. I can't think of anything I, I like to watch. Have you started more. Narcos? Huh? Narcos, anyone? No. Netflix new series, Pablo Escobar? Yeah, no, I haven't started it. It's good. Yeah? I've only watched one episode, but the pilot was good. Right. Yeah, okay. Good enough to watch. 9.3 or something ridiculous. On um, It's about the rise of massive drug kingpin Pablo Escobar in... What is it? Medellin? Medellin! Oh, yeah. Medellin. I know all my stuff from Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 good. And it's like Netflix is kind of becoming a bit HBO. But what's different is... Oh, I guess HBO is kind of like this too. But they, they don't... They know that they're not just going to do a pilot. You know, they have like pilot season. I don't know if you guys yeah, have they watched do the whole thing. Lucifer or whatever. So, they, they they make an episode that's kind of self-contained but hints it more... Mm. So, it's kind of artificial whereas they know they're going to do a full season. So, they're like, we don't have to do that bullshit. Yeah. Yes, it has to be interesting. Yes, it has to hook you in but it doesn't have to be the normal pilot set up and then sometimes it feels completely different. I don't know if you yeah, guys watch. You get to episode two and there's different characters. Like Constantine is a perfect example. Did anyone watch that? Nope. No. Pilot was garbage. Um, to the point where they actually reshot the ending to get rid of the main female character because they just didn't like her or whatever and they brought in a new one who was great in the second episode. Like not a new actor to play that character. They're just like, yeah, that character's gone. Yeah. We're bringing another character. And I think that it ruins shows sometimes sometimes it can yeah pilots are a lot of pilots are garbage yeah it's bad mm. Mm. yep uh video games yeah board games Ooh. straight off the bat it's a bit risky through. let's jump straight into it we played some risk legacy <coughs> risky business what's the yep. difference between what's the so risk legacy uh so the games go shorter first of all sort of uh and uh and 
Sort of shorter. Yeah, sort of shorter. Uh, because you only need, you need like four pieces, like four of these red stars to, as a win condition, as opposed to like the usual fucking ridiculous risk win conditions, which are either complete domination or, uh, like owning four continents or some bullshit. Uh, instead of that, yeah, now you just need these four stars, which you can get by a variety of like owning the capital cities of, of the other people playing. Uh-huh. Or, uh, you can like trade in resources and shit. So, uh, because of that, the games go a lot faster. And the idea is that after certain conditions are met, uh, you open up like card packs inside the box and those card packs change the rules. And so, oh, and the other thing is at the end of every game, like the winner gets to like stick something to the board um, and everyone who stayed in the game world also gets to stick something to the board. And that can be like a new major city or a minor city, or you can like alter the resource rates, shit like that. And uh, that allows you to like the first game has no cities and, and so there's a lot of stuff that's not in play that even in the second game is already in play and it, it can make um, some pretty major changes like my owning a major city and a minor city meant that I was able to get like a, an extra soldier each turn, which was a significant advantage and shit like that. Um, so yeah, because because of that, it means that um, you actually change the game board as you play through it mm-hmm. so the first game you play is going to be very different from the 10th game you play and shit like that yeah. and i reckon it's really cool i like i think it's a really cool way to make risk a little bit less grindy mm-hmm. like most people i know won't play risk yeah. with me um like apart from the fact that it's it is sort of like it relies very heavily on RNG, mm-hmm. like dice rolls are sort of a bullshit way to resolve combat. Like, and like I I still like risk because I like managing against RNG, mm-hmm. but like I mean we had some fucking we had some dice you rolls. Play Hearthstone, so yeah, I, I play Hearthstone, and I'd never play risk competitively. I mean we. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know if you saw the I other saw day. Tweet about oh it. my god! But that's that's exactly what I've always said about Hearthstone. Yeah, which is that it balances itself out over hundreds of games. But if you're in a single limb tourney, that doesn't mean much to you. Yeah, which is why with Risk, I think it's actually better because if you roll the dice hundreds of times, you know, over the course of that, it does balance out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, and you know, the amount of. Uh, variations of dice rolls are nowhere near the amount of variations of dice rolls in a fucking like you're rolling d40s in fucking yeah uh hearthstone like you're not rolling d6s here you're rolling fucking shitloads of die with many different fucking numbers on them so lots of d's yeah lots of d's lots of lots of n's to g yeah r lee anyway um (laughs) yeah so (laughs) Yeah, I I would never play Risk, you know, competitively. But uh, yeah, this sort of mitigates the randomness by churning things out a lot quicker 
and uh, and giving you an opportunity to start over with like if you get depleted because of some fucking awful dice rolls really early, mm. um, that's okay. You start the next game. Yeah, like you try to stay in, you try to impact the world map, and then you start the next game, and things will will be better for you. You can you can mitigate, you can manage against it rather. Mm. But anyway, so we played two games, and uh, then it was three o'clock, and we were all drunk, so uh, <laughs> we stopped. I won both of them because I am the risk champion, um, and because uh, I got plonked next to Luke. Who turtled his ass off uh, in the second game for Australia. literally no reason at all? I mean, I got Australia the first game. Uh, yeah, and uh, nearly won. It, it could have happened because everyone was fighting me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, and and you just you can't you couldn't work your way in. Uh, the in, in the second game, Nathan took Australia, started in Australia, and uh, yeah, one way in, one way out. But you didn't leave... I didn't leave it defended. No. And Joby swept through. Yeah. And so I just bounced all the way through. Cleaned house. Because, yeah, you can, as long as you have successful attacks and have enough troops to move forward, you can just keep attacking, attacking, attacking until either you lose or you run out of troops, right? Yeah. Poor we decide to not attack. Sorry? Poor little Anzacs. Yeah. Poor little Anzacs. They, they obliterated. Um, Indochina the- came in. Uh, no, I was America. America. Oh. I worked my way all the way across. I had uh, I had Indonesia. Yeah, yeah, and um, uh, and a lot of Asia. Was it Asia? Yeah, Asia, you had yeah. most of Asia. You had you would have had all of Asia except for my little foothold in like fucking Kamachka or wherever the Whatever fuck it was. Is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the move after that one was the counterattack because I'm a vengeful little bastard and. Yeah. And Job experienced not the same thing because we obviously didn't make it all the way back to his capital, but the pushback was quite extreme. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like interesting. You were talking about the dice roll stuff. So he obliterated me on the dice roll the, on the, on his run. And then it was inverse. Mm-hmm. It was just basically like sixes, sixes versus snake eyes. Yeah. And it's so. <laughs> <laughs> demoralizing it is super demoralizing well, again you can't control it but you're just like ah oh, come on like statistically i should have rolled something decent by now yeah snake eyes snake eyes snake eyes damn and uh They're stuck with the chem chat and all that they haven't y- updated it no no i think they hold on to them because that way they can portion out the regions mm. so that they can actually give like otherwise you know russia is one giant fucking yeah. territory and mm-hmm. uh like mongolia is similarly huge and china is massive so they they chunk it out into little bits so that you've got a lot to take mm. in asia so asia is sort of i know it's it takes a lot of effort it's hard to defend but it's worth a lot mm. as opposed to say america the united states north america rather which is bunch of pussies yeah and uh sort of easy to defend um but yeah so eventually i mean it all came down to i spent the second game i spent the entire time trying to get luke to leave south america because i had two fucking jumps so uh it was one of those cases where if i took uh i needed some headquarters to win the game i only needed four stars uh and i could see so i took nathan's uh, headquarters for a single star 
and then I could see a path where I could get to Luke's, but I needed Luke to actually leave South America, and I, I'd left, I'd given him no option into North America. There was no way he was getting into North America, and so I was trying to convince him to go into Africa, uh, go east into Africa, but he just literally reinforced everything into his one little until his final Brazil. Move. Uh, like literally every single thing he got, he just reinforced back into Brazil, and uh, I it could never work. It could never work because. Uh, I I took like the top country in South America to block him from getting the continent bonus. Venezuela and uh, yeah, Venezuela. So uh, he couldn't get the plus two. So he was getting the base three for like just surviving the round. You know, how you get three fucking reinforcements. He was getting that base. You get to the point where anyone else would quit, and you're not going to stop there. <laughs> And, uh... Just do it! <laughs> and he played do that it! a lot, which was the ultimate irony, because he kept he telling us to do things. He just wouldn't do it. He wouldn't And all he it. did was turtle, turtle. And yeah. then when it was like, oh, right, shit, Job's about to win. I'll do some futile attack, and just got annihilated on the RNG. He just, yeah, he just snake-eyed his way into... Yeah, I got into your... I got back into your area. See that? Because you were pulling nine units at a time... I couldn't do anything, so... Yeah. No, you didn't, you didn't make it into North America, though. You took Venezuela. Oh, yeah, oh, and then no, you lost... That's, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you lost that. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, my wife uh, went in and obliterated him for me, which was... Thinned out his defenses. Very helpful. Uh, I'd spent the entire fucking game trying to convince Luke to go attack her, and then in a last-ditch effort to get the to get his headquarters. I don't know what her game plan was because there wasn't, like, she didn't have another angle on another headquarters. I think she was going to try and then bust through Asia down to Australia to steal yours as well. No, I Or no. maybe... I think the game plan was to take, because he was doing nothing, annihilate him, set up her own defences. And then do kind of like a double prong. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Because I would have gone through. Well, the other thing the other is, way. if she, if she, like, because she had one headquarters, she had the red star that you start with if you've never won a game. Um, she had, she had enough resources to buy a red star, so maybe she thought if she could take his headquarters then she'd have three she'd have two headquarters a red star and she could buy a red star and she'd have four and that'd be a victory state oh maybe there's that yeah but she couldn't make it she didn't have enough firepower like she'd been fighting you on one side and uh, nathan on one side and, and then she tried to attack luke on the other and it, she just like she would have had to perfect roll her way into his headquarters whereas if uh, luke had Stop being a pussy and yeah. actually attacked and Fee had, Fee had attacked where she'd attacked before, which was, I don't know what that connection was. So um, up through Greenland. Yeah. If she'd attacked through Greenland, then we could have attacked through wherever the hell we Kill were. Match girl. That one. And it would have put you on the defensive, I imagine. Match, yeah. Or at least thinned <laughs> out some of your defenders. 
I actually, I genuinely believed if the game had gone one turn longer, I would have been wiped off the face of the planet. Oh, yeah, because the, the uh, United Nations of the three of us turned too late. Yeah. Realizing, oh, we could have to stop fighting each other because we're about to lose. Mm. Isn't that right, Luke? Mm-hmm. Just do it. Do I, oh, no, do no, it. I'm not requesting that. <laughs> Which one are you requesting? Though? Nathan, can you grab me some gummy bears? I can. Thanks, boy. There's, no There's no gummy bears. What are they? Almond. Fuck. Is that one you wanted? Yes, Of course it is. So I'm really curious to find out your logic because not to get We slung a lot of shit at you that night, and we've done it again here. But no, just the second game because I. Had so you were just survival. Yeah, bad starting round. Because I wanted to go Australia again, but then I got last pick, so I went. We took it. How bad it is there? Shit. It's not super bad. It's got two ways in and out, so it's not. Well, that's 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 the problem. Because if I start, if I start going towards Fee or whoever, then Job comes in from the other side. That was his plan all along: was to get me out of there so that that so that he could come in and take because it was two steps towards my home base. Well, I mean, I that was the main problem. I think is that. You were like your home base. If because I remember telling you you should start in Asia, and you probably should have because you would have been very you would have been insulated. No, because uh, Fee was in uh, what Africa, hmm. Middle East. Uh, they were in Australia. I was in North America. You would have been able to like you would have been very insulated if you'd started in like China or whatever. Like it would have been two steps plus from everyone, and he probably would have thought twice about jumping in there too yeah because and then again you would have had all of South America's easy pickings yeah which is the other reason why I was trying to convince him to go to China but um, yeah. like I, I think Fee picked like Middle East second or something right or did you guys go second mm, I think she went second yeah that was a dick move like it cut off it made it really hard for you guys to like pick anywhere good yeah uh, because everywhere was suddenly like if she'd picked Africa, then she would have had an angle on South America. You could have gone Australia. Nathan could have gone Australia, and then Luke would have had Asia, and it would have been sort of balanced. Yeah, but I would have had to go up into Australia, um, Asia anyway. Obviously, there was always going to be conflict. But uh, yeah, like uh, Middle East sort of. I know it's it's a good move for her, but it really cuts off. It creates a lot of conflict very early on because people have no choice. What you want, but to fight you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no risk. Legacy is pretty awesome. I'm so glad we busted it out. I'm so glad I talked for long enough until you guys started paying attention and stopped. <laughs> he started raging early. Uh, I did. I did troll troll you a bit. No, like, You're like this is really easy, and then it was like thirty minutes of rules. I'm like, what is happening? This is, is this is yeah, not no, easy because the first thirty minutes weren't rules. It was the glossary of terms. <laughs> he was just <laughs> reading like terminology out. I'm just like, what the fuck is? I haven't started drinking yet, and I don't know. Well, what's I had going started on. drinking, so that's why I was like, oh, well, we tuned we, out, but we hadn't really started drinking. You oh, know what I mean? Yeah, there was that. It was just because you affect the game board. I just didn't want to start this game and then have you guys quit halfway through a game and then have fucked the fucking game board. So I was just very we were ripping cards up and shit. Oh yeah, like we're ripping things up. And it's like oh fuck, we weren't supposed to do that bit. Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. Like actually destroying cards. Yeah, like they're not like put it away. It's like rip it up. Like that's not part of the game anymore. Yeah. It's putting a forever. sticker on the board. 
means that sticker stays forever, and sometimes that's a bonus. Sometimes that's a yes, a negative. Yes, sometimes it's a negative, like when Luke names Japan DJ Boing. (laughs) AIDS flaps. That was my girlfriend's contribution. Yeah, AIDS flaps. Yeah. Rename the cities. Hey? Or you rename the... Yeah, you get, yeah, to, yeah, you get yeah, to name them. You get to name them. I can't even remember some of mine. They were... Oh, Liquorland was one of mine. <laughs> yeah, Liquorland. <laughs> Jobonia. Jobonia. Yep, that's Jobonia. my capital. Bonatown. Was that someone do Bonatown? I feel uh, that probably. was a thing. But yeah. Juvenile. Uh, it was good. Super juvenile. Yeah. yeah essential. Uh, but yeah, no, good times. Anyway, uh, video games. Uh, I played some Diablo 3 on the weekend. Yeah, me too. Because we, we played together, yes. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, I was there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, new patch 2.3, yep. which I spoke about briefly on uh, last episode. Yes. Um, the Joe jumped in this time. We played some Rifts. And we did. Bounties. We shredded uh, Rift. And Joe got the best weapon of the game. I did. It was fucking hilarious. RNG. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, like, no, we went and did the the quest to go get the new cube. Oh, the cube, yeah. That lets you change weapons into other weapons. And then I dice rolled my way into the best, like, changed one of my shitty fucking rares, rares into, oh, yeah. A legendary. The legendary wand everyone's using, which is fantastic. Well, not everyone's using, like, everyone at the top of every tier is using because it's the best. Does it make it too easy? Nailed it. Uh, I haven't really found it yet. It's uh, because it, it, I think it works into a very specific build that I don't really have all the components for yet. So Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't Maybe that's how they get you hooked. Ah. Oh, I got this on the first roll. Now I better play some no. more. Better better see how good it is. Mm. Ah, yeah. uh, yes. There's a, uh, I did a feature for Game Informer. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Recently, I want to say. Yeah, it was like last month's. Yeah, loot. I did not read it yet. But it's great, great contribution. It's in my toilet. <laughs> it's it's not good. For me to poop on. <laughs> I will have you know that one of the next few bowel movements will involve me reading your article. I expected text. <laughs> so uh, I'll be thinking about you when I'm shitting. Hey. Can't no, actually, I, I did skim it, and it looked really good. It looks like stuff I'm really interested in. So uh, Yeah, it was like chatting to a couple of psychologists as well, not yeah. just the developers about why they use loot systems and what their ideas are for loot systems and dissing things like Destiny for having abhorrent loot systems that they're apparently <laughs> fixing. Mm. Not with a end-of-year one patch, mind you, with an end-of-year one Destiny 2, but we're not calling it Destiny 2. Actually, would you call it Destiny 1.5, wouldn't you? Yeah. You'd have to, because they're like yes. they're re—they're doing what they should have done for the original game, but that's not even true because they haven't added. I'm assuming this amazing story. No. Anyways, yeah, yeah. or gameplay. Random random number generators are particularly interesting board games, Diablo, whatever, because it ties into this kind of evolutionary mindset. The of what the example the guy gave was like bushes, and this caveman would walk over to a bush and he'd find strawberries. So that would then make him want to check yep. other bushes to see if he could find the reward. And there's not just that sort of random element, but the idea that even though there's a chance that we could win, like stacking the odds so that you don't win actually keeps us more interested because it's that delayed gratification. And it's fascinating. And, and the way that that's... I don't want to say manipulated because that kind of makes it sound super malicious, but... It yeah. is. It is manipulation. In, and in Destiny, it's super malicious. 
Yeah, well, that, that's, but that's just a that's just a shit loot system. And I'd say like if Destiny was the first game ever to use an RNG in that way, you'd be more forgiving, I imagine. But when you've got thousands of examples plus, you've got Activision that there's oh sorry Blizzard mm. that why don't you just go and ask them. Not like, give us your system, but like, hey, can you give us some pointers? Because I asked them that in a roundabout way. Like, has anyone ever come to you for advice about how to do a loot system? Because, I mean, they've learned from World of Warcraft. They learned from Diablo 3. That at launch was a clusterfuck with the auction house and whatnot. See, I think think Diablo 3's launch proves that even Blizzard can't get it right. Yeah. All the time. I mean, and like. It's sometimes about being bad and sometimes about being too transparent. Yeah. And like if the veil is removed and you see the wizard behind the curtain and all that, then then it, it fucks up. But yeah, you have to hide it a little bit. Yeah, you got to hide. Yeah, there's, there's got to be some hiding going on, but it also needs to, yeah, like be not so far removed uh, from. The reward, like that, that's the yeah. problem that Diablo had, was that they removed the reward way too far. That's that's Destiny as well, though. I oh, mean, yeah. I put a hundred hours into Destiny, which I guess is quite a bit. Uh-huh. Not in terms of Destiny fanatics, obviously, but like if you say I put a hundred hours into a game, I'm imagine that a developer would consider that to be a lot, like a success. Yeah. Like, hey, we got a hundred hours of someone's attention. Um, but for me, I think different games must have different. Like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, they played a hundred hours. Like, I mean... You put 100 hours in HOTS or any MOBA, it's not much. That's not yeah, exactly. Or like, yeah, that's true. I think if you put 300 hours into Metal Gear Solid or 400 hours into Metal Gear Solid, um, like, they're going to be very happy with that because they don't expect people to do that much. But if you put in, yeah, 100 hours into Destiny, they're probably disappointed. They're probably like, oh, yeah, I wish... I wish they'd played more like but, uh, because that would have given you more opportunities to be enthralled enough to buy the fucking expansions or whatever the fuck. Meanwhile, yeah, they get hooked. But then they if you over just put people. the disc for Rugby World Cup into your PlayStation 4, they've fucking won because, I mean, <laughs> that's it. it. Yeah, you must have bought it. Oh, they've got your money, so God. fuck you. Well, so we, Joby and I, played Rugby World Cup. Yeah. 2015. We don't. We don't have to leap to that yet. No, it's no. Just, I just. I just giving the giving the. Well, it did feel like a segue joke. It did. Well, it did feel like we're done with. I Destiny. mentioned a lot of other games we've played as well. So, <laughs> but no. My point. Just going back to Destiny for a second. My point was that I hit a wall. Like yeah. there was a point where, like you suggested, that the gratification was so delayed mm. that I just went fuck this. And you heard about people hunting like what was it, Gellerhorn? Yeah. And people who are still until they put it on sale recently were just. Grinding and grinding and grinding because they wanted one specific thing, but there was no skill-based way to get that. You were completely at the mercy of a random system that was so random that you could quite literally miss out. And you couldn't even stack the odds in your favor yeah. if you played more. And I just thought, mm, I don't I don't want that. Yeah, I would rather they had a ridiculous thing that would say, this quest will take you 30 hours, but you'll get this at the end. Mm. I'd rather that as an option as opposed to just the mm. random thing because at least then you know the time commitment versus the reward mm. yeah well, Blizzard got to the point in like Warcraft or World of Warcraft where they would lay out this is what you'll get at the end of this raid yeah or like if you're a, a particular class and you're looking for a particular item you can go through and see what it gives you and what chance you've got at having a drop yeah yeah so you weren't wasting time just grinding and maybe you'll get this thing there's a decent chance I give credit to Dirty Bomb for doing that as well 
like even though I haven't played it yet because I don't have a computer that can play it, um, I have seen their loot tables and they've just put it up publicly. Dirty bomb. It's like really, yeah, yeah, dirty bomb, yeah. For Couldn't like you know the, the trade ins and oh, you know okay. stuff like that. It's like you have a zero point five percent chance yeah, of getting it this. It gives you it. It's still too small a chance. Yeah, I mean, so so I think uh, in in the case of dirty bomb, like it's too far removed for you to give a fuck. Ultimately, like ultimately, it's just like yeah, zero point five percent chance that you're gonna get mm. like a version of the thing that mm. you are hoping for, and it's not even necessarily the thing you're hoping for because you'll get that loadout. You'll get the loadout for Phantom, mm. but it's the wrong loadout. It doesn't have yeah, the yeah. perks you want or the fucking gun you want, and then yeah. so the, the percentage chance on that is even smaller and. Yeah, I, I think they fucked that game it up. Probably, yeah. It might be like a, a, some of the other games might be missing out on this thing that World of Warcraft did have. And it's like, I'm not sure if it's the same as what you were saying, but um, they have like, it's it's random up until a point and then it's guaranteed that you get it. Like, it yeah. does have a drop rate, so you could get it on the first chance, but if you don't get it after like 10 times of beating a particular raid boss, then you are going to get it. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Right? Like, because that rewards the yeah, people yeah. who are willing to put in the time. But it's... Yeah, I've, I was watching a... <coughs> wasted. Talk. You know, it's, it's just wasted in your favor. Um, Like, they just weight the the rolls more... The more you fail, yeah. they weight it more. There, there's characters in, in Dota 2 that, like, it'll have, like, a 17% chance to proc this certain spell if something happens, but every time it doesn't proc... It, yeah. Ups the chance, but it's still 17%. Uh, really? So they, they actually changed that, uh, I think, last year. So all the random stuff, Yeah. Um, they started using a new algorithm for it. So that it's See, I like chance. that about hearts. There's no randomness in hearts. Yeah. I like that. Just, that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the problem with Dirty Bomb, going back to that, is that it's this old school shooter in that they want it to be super uh, skill-based and super balanced. But an RNG throws out balance yeah, immediately, yeah. because there are certain classes that have mm. weapons that don't meet certain playstyles, and yet if you get the right cards, you suddenly unlock a weapon that right. matches your playstyle, mm. um, and you can play that merc. So I find that that problematic. I like the idea of what they've done with the RNG on paper, but in execution, I think it's flawed. The execution's awful. Be- yeah change the look of your character like aesthetic yes yeah this card makes you Mm. have better weapons because the other thing is that once you introduce buying loadouts or loadout packs you can't wait uh, the chance that it's going to give you what you want because then it becomes pay to win Mm. yeah Yeah. and so they they put themselves into a, a idiotic position there if they'd made a compelling game and i felt like they had from everything i played if they'd made a compelling game and then just created aesthetic loadouts they would have been fucking home free they would have been fucking sold Mm. but i yeah they i think they they cocked it up but playing devil's advocate is Mm. that possible i mean it's easy it's easy to say Team Fortress 2 was able to switch to a free-to-play model and look at them as an example because all they did was sell 
sold hats or mm. whatever it was. So nothing that affected core gameplay, abilities, powers, whatever. Can you uh, uh, afford to do that as a free-to-play title when you don't know that you're going to have the market? So I think the idea of tying something that you could earn through playing or could buy if you were time poor, which affects the gameplay, was kind of smart, logically, from a fiscal point of view, but I don't think the execution was was there. I li- again, I like the idea of what they tried to do more than the execution, because if they just said, we're selling hats, or we're selling, I don't know, flaming skulls for your characters, and people didn't want to buy that, then there wouldn't be any money to continue to develop and release that's like that's the risk right but i think that they they had to back themselves like what they what they did was that they played it safe and what they created was a game that had a lot of potential that i would probably be playing like in my spare time now um and then they fucked it up by creating a system of, of loadouts and perks and shit that just ruins the competitive advantage that skill gives a player. Yeah. Uh, so they fucked it up by playing it safe. So would they have had the player base necessary to sell cosmetic stuff? It's hard to say. And, you know, so many games fail, but... Dirty Bomb is going to fail fucking... F- it's going to fail a lot faster. Like, they've they've dwindled in player base because of what they did to save themselves that I would say that it's probably not worth it. Like, it, it seems on paper like it's the smart choice to play it safe and to make sure you make some money out of the gate. But long term, you're probably... I think you're probably better off making a great game and then getting people involved. And I think Rocket League... Like fucking proves it. Like proves that people will fucking pay like shitloads of money to if to just to get involved. Like get involved with a, a game everyone loves. And like they were they were giving Rocket League away. Like it was the PSM Plus fucking game. Um, but they, they get, just wanted they just wanted like numbers. Get money for that though, don't they? They do get money. Yeah. They don't get. And they were selling it on the Steam. Thing, but yeah, they were selling it on Steam. Um, but yeah. Like, they just wanted a huge player base because they knew that that would mean that people would get involved, it would become popular, and then they could sell shit on it. Dirty Bomb should have done something like that as opposed to attempting to nickel and dime the people who wanted to be involved. There's a difference between giving something away like they've done and putting it under the free-to-play banner, which I think is, is saturated. Yep. Now and and people look at it distrustfully, not just in terms of the pay to win stuff that's happened in the past and has kind of, I think, been mostly worked out of that because people don't want that anymore. I think the problem is that free to play kind of has a dirty name and it sounds like, you know, I mean, look at it in the mobile space with Clash of Clans or whatever, and that you essentially have to play. Like they get you hooked, they give you enough to, if you want to play for a few days, you can. But then suddenly you're like, well, I can't feasibly make the amount of resources that I need to do what I want to do. So I actually need to invest money. And I think that's sort of where it's starting to get interpreted as, I mean, Dirty Bomb's got a bit of that as well. Mm. If you want to get that Merc to counter that overpowered Merc that they threw in the game a month ago, you need to drop cash or have had the foresight to have had 
played enough to save what is it, twenty thousand or whatever? Fifty thousand. Fifty thousand. Shitload. Yeah, uh, that's a shitload of time. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like you said before. It's what three maps, two maps. Yeah, three. Three maps and two modes. Yeah. It's it's not enough. No. It's not it's not enough to to keep people interested. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Four maps, maybe. Was that? Yeah, a- maybe four. There might be another one that just never gets played. I don't know. But yeah, anyway, uh, that Dirty Bomb wasn't even on the list. So I was. We have fucking digressed. Yeah, you have played. Yeah, so, yeah. Yes. Well, there's not much else to say. I mean, we clicked. We got some loot. Yeah. It I, like, fun. it's not as big as an update as the last one they put yeah. in with, with the introduction of bounties and the rift system and yep. getting rid of the auction house. And No, that, that was before. That was a that long was time ago. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some, some interesting changes in there. They've upped the difficulty. They've added more torment levels. Yep. I guess that was something that we needed. Uh, but it's still a great game. It's so much fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm interested to see, like, what they do next. Like, do they drop another expansion or do they... I think another expansion would be good. Um, yeah. They added a new area for you to battle through, which was small but interesting enough. Um, Diablo's dumb. Diablo's You're dumb. 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 You don't like it? No. Why is that? Treadmill. Yeah, it's a loot loot based RPG. Jung's got no time for that shit. Got no time for that. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't know if I go back now hmm. um, because there's too much coming out and too yeah. much already out. But yeah, it was good for a bit. Yeah, the best thing that Diablo has is the heroes that it offers to heroes of the storm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk about Heroes of the Storm, Jungy Jung? Uh, I can. You log in right now and you get a free Diablo, huh? Yeah. Right? Oh, is that right? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah that might be right. I already had Diablo, so... Um, of course. Of course you did. For your wombo combo. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's not very meta right now. No uh-huh. one's using Diablo. Right. They need to fix him. Yeah. Because uh, he just kind of... He's out there for a long time and he doesn't have much of a way to get his health up and... Right. Uh, but that said, he does this one little thing where, you know, he's got his overpower. He grabs someone, puts him over him on the other side. And then punches him. In the case of when the enemies are at the gates, you can grab someone and put them over the gate. Ah, uh, amazing. And they are completely fucked. That's gold. Um, so, you know, that can happen like six times in a match. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you've got a player dead on your team, then that can put the odds in your favor. And then all of a sudden you push back. But yeah, no, no one picks Diablo right now. Hmm. Um, it's all about Leoric, and it's all about Johanna. Kalthus, right? Yeah, well, yeah. In terms of tanks, it's Leoric and Johanna. Right. Um, Leoric has just this one ability, which is like, get the fuck off me. And they have to. Um, otherwise, you're just going to take your health. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, Kalthus is ridiculous at the moment. Um, I've, I've seen some videos. Yeah, like- did you see the one that I tweeted? No, I don't think so. Right. You've probably seen the same one. So, he basically, he puts this ability, Living Bomb, on some yes. minions. Yeah. He put it, put it on you and a minion next to you. And if you're in the middle of a minion wave, then you get this talent where it's like it, it blows up. And then anyone caught in the radius of the explosion also gets a bomb. And then when they blow up, that also does AoE damage. So, if you're in a minion wave of like 10 to 20 minions... Every single one of them blows up for like 500 damage, and even very high HP tanks like Diablo, instant death. Yep. Um, so it's one thing to avoid that 
individually. Like it, I've found it fairly easy because especially if you have an escape like Zeratul or Vala, you just get out of there yep. and then you're fine. It's another thing to get your team <laughs> to avoid it. Um, if you have a team fight around a minion wave, um, man, that thing can hurt. Like I've actually only come across two Kael'thas's in my time in, in ranked matches that really used it well and like planned it around minion waves and stuff and man it really hurts like you see people it's just like boom erased like <laughs> like two of your allies just got deleted fuck um yeah and the whole mess changes um one i came across in particular was using it really well but um yeah so it's you have to sort of like i mean there's there's the meta of what people do in heroes of the storm and then trying to type to them to get them to do anything else is always a fucking chore yeah um, so, you know, you try to tell people to like get away from the minion waves and not fight around them and stuff. But then there's the new map, uh, Infernal Shrines, in which, um, you activate a shrine and the first team to kill 30 minions that, that pop up at the shrine gets, um, a Punisher. Right. And so, like, you know, we're talking about putting bombs on minions and shit. And then the new map has all these fucking minions that just run at you. And so, like, you have to fight over this thing. And they come in waves, but yeah, man, Kel'thas, Kel'thas is like instant pick on that map. He's basically instant pick on every map at the moment. Yeah. Um, Kel'thas and Jaina are like so meta right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're so hot right now. <laughs> um, like if you don't pick them, your teammates get, like if you, if you don't normally play them, but you have first pick, people will still get mad at you for not doing a, a Kel'thas or a Jaina. So I got Jaina. Just because um, I had that sort of hole in, in the heroes that I own anyway of a ranged hero that's not Nova. Yeah. Um, so I got that anyway. But uh, yeah, and I've been playing around a bit with Jaina, blowing people up, and that's been pretty fun. You can, if you get your combo right, you can like one shot some people like Malfurion and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, the, uh, the Infernal Shrines, the new map, when you kill those 30 minions and you get the Punisher. Um, this is clearly a map where they decided they didn't want the games to go on for very long because <laughs> those punishers are fucking brutal as hell. Right. They've got different kinds of them and you don't control one. It just attacks. Yeah. But it's the first. So it's, it's basically like, um, the immortals or something like that. But the immortals target buildings. Whereas the punishers, they highly prioritize heroes. So they're going to go on their way in their lane, but if they see an enemy hero, they just leap to it, start pummeling the fuck out of it. And, um, it's really hard to escape. And then if it, like, if there's a hero over the gate, it jumps over the gate and just starts pummeling on them. Uh, and there's really not much you can do. And there's got, one of them's a frozen punisher. It freezes you in place. And then it just starts pop, 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 pop. So, um, the first time you do, first time everyone does this map, they're instantly just sort of shocked at like, how brutal this shit is and how quick the games are because if you lose like the first two shrines it's really hard to come back mm. um but uh people are slowly figuring out different ways to deal with it i think i worked out and i think this is right um you know don't quote me on it um but i think i figured out that when i go mirrodin and i go a certain selection of talents i can slow down the punisher's attack speed like some of the shit that I do actually applies to the Punisher. So I was like, okay, instead of like, bop, 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 it's like, bop, 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 bop. <laughs> you know, it's still pretty brutal, but um, yeah, it's like that. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I think, you know, there's basically like one good way to handle the Punisher, which is like, if you can get it, if you can get like someone like a Johanna that just takes an unbelievable amount of damage and stand in a certain spot behind your gate. So the Punisher jumps over the gate, but the enemy team can't get to you yet. So they're going to hammer down the gate so they can support the Punisher. But while you're just taking the damage, then you try and auto-attack it down. And that's like that seems to be the only good way that you can do it. Um, okay. Other than that, it, like, it, it spawns these little lasers that go around, all around it, and they really hurt. <laughs> so, you know, I've had like first push Punishers that get through two keeps. Wow. Yeah. If like if your team composition doesn't know how to deal with it, then you're fucked. Jesus. Um so everyone goes AoE on that map because when they take the shrine, they just want to AoE down the um minions, yeah. The minions and it's like AoE is like your team fighting while you're burning down the minions, so Yeah. Yeah, but um No, the new heroes they're doing really good. Butcher's hilarious. Yeah. Uh he's a lot of good fun. Um I think I'm gonna buy him next. Oh yeah. Uh, at the moment, I've been supporting him. I've been doing a lot of regar because my laptop was uh, pretty shit, and I think you need a high frame rate for my zero tool. Right. Yeah. But I think I figured out how to get it good. I think my last couple of days of playing Hots have been quite good because I, fig- I figured out how to um, manually set my laptop fan, so it's just like max speed. <laughs> Sweet. Um, it's just wow. like it sounds like a jet engine, <laughs> but uh, I think. Hots just doesn't do well with a hot CPU and a hot GPU. Right. So um, I just made that fan go like crazy. And yeah, I'm having a lot less frame rate issues. So I have been playing Mazera Tool. But yeah, I, um, people are treating Butcher like they, they've been treating Illidan now, where it's like, if you can just get some shields and some overheal on Butcher, you just let him run amok. Just absolutely fucking wreck shit. And if he picks out uh, a hero... And he like he charges and he puts the mark on it. That hero can be blown up mighty quick, um, and he can do this his ults, which like does team damage in there. So it's like you see Butcher just running into a fight, and then shit goes to hell. And then you <laughs> put shields on him and heals on him, and just like go nuts, go nuts. Um, and same as Illidan, the counter is just hard CC. So um, you know you get teams with like uh, chain CC, and that just completely shuts Butcher down as well as Illidan. Um, yeah, they did a rank wipe, mm-hmm. which is, um, it's pretty shit. They really fucked up their, uh, matchmaking. So, um, I had just worked it to a stage where I was con- consistently getting good games and being matched with people that were around my skill level. Yep. And, um, after the rank wipe, fucking hell, man. Yeah. It was so, like, what's the word? Frustrating. It was so frustrating. Like, I don't want to be that guy. And, you know, that MOBA guy that's yelling at my fucking teammates. But, like, you know, I've got these, like, people who pick Lily and they just go in a lane all game. They I don't played heal. the other day. It was probably me. Probably was. <laughs> uh, I fucking carried my team as Lily the other day. No, this person didn't join in any team fights at all. They just <laughs> just stayed in a lane, like, the whole time. And, like, I was going to go healer and then I didn't because they went Lily. And then I was like, fuck. And, and then you get people who just auto-attack Johanna in team fights, which is like, Johanna does no damage, and she'll just sit there taking your damage, like, all game. And, um, yeah, you get people doing that. So, I don't know, I've tried to, like, work my way up to the point where you You're get better people. Players, yeah. You find it, like, 3 a.m. <laughs> you, you only get rank ones. What rank so, were you at when you... 
Before I was the race like twenty five, twenty four, something like that. Where you at now? Like uh, I just just got to like twenty nine, but I had to work my way up from like fifty. Um, so I, I worked it up pretty quickly. But rank is, I mean, the actual rank doesn't mean anything because it's just like StarCraft, where it's like it's just a number, mm. um, and it's like you have divisions that you're in. Like StarCraft had divisions, but the divisions were staggered. Like one would be one division would be over another. So it's like one person says they're Diamond League and another person says they're Silver. And they might actually be the same skill level. Um, So the whole idea of rank is to give you a feeling of progression. Um, And there's a hidden matchmaking rating. They don't show it to you, but that's your real rating. And so people have been trying to figure out what that is. There's this thing called Hots Logs where you you run it and it it logs all your games and shit. And... um, it gives you lots of information about, you know, like what's your, what you're good against, what you're bad against. And then it tries to tell you what your actual matchmaking rating is. Um, but you know, hidden or not, they fucked up the matchmaking because like the people I've been matched up against were like, were shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know, it's like, and it's different to Counter Strike. Whereas like if you're in Counter Strike and you're a really good player, you can shut down the match and it's like, you need to get out of those tiers really quickly because it's like you're just going to win, 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 win. Yeah. Not in this game, man. Like, yeah, that's that's why I've been going like Regar because of the frame rate issue and also because like a good support can like I'm basically healing my teammates through their mistakes. Yeah, and it's yeah. like eventually you'll do something right if I just keep you fucking alive. Yeah, you know, eventually you'll do something right. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's that's that bit they really fucked up on, and then one thing they're doing really good on is the skins and the new heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. All the new heroes lately have been really good. Uh, they just brought out some work-in-progress stuff. They've, they've shown us what's upcoming uh, with the skins, and there's some really cool ones, like there's this uh, Worldbreaker, Earthbreaker, Thrall or something. Is Doom. That? Yeah, yeah. Doom. Uh, there's Doomhammer. Doomhammer and, Doom and Worldbreaker, yeah. So Doombreaker yeah. is the skin yeah. duo. Yeah, yeah, that's the yeah. bundle. Yeah. Um, so like that Sergeant Doomhammer looks really cool. It's basically like a, uh, Orgrimmar kind of version of Sergeant Hammer. Yep. And instead of a giant bullet, she shoots like this rolling thing. Um, yeah. Thrall looks awesome. Um, yeah. Some of the skins are pretty badass. And, uh, the new heroes like Leoric's great. The monk's great. Next, they're bringing out Rexar. I'm expecting that to be pretty good. So yeah. Well done there. I feel like spending money, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. That's a bitch. Yeah. That's it. A compendium? Yeah. Shall we stay on the Blizzard thing? Because I played Hearthstone. Sure. Mm-hmm. They released TGT. Did I talk about this last week? I think you did. Uh, 50 packs. I got 50 packs. If you did, maybe you talked to me about it on the weekend. I'm not. Well, I got gifted 50 uh, card packs oh. by Blizzard. I saw Seamus very um, nice of them. tweeting about that. And um, You got 100, though. He got a hundred. Ooh, <laughs> fucking flipping tables. He did some kind of like analysis on. Well, it wasn't really analysis. He just counted how many legendaries he got. Right. And he's like, it's at this rate. So I had two. Oh yeah. I had two fucking legendaries. One of them I trashed immediately because it is horseshit. The yeah. skeleton knight, and the other one is actually really good, but uh, it's it's very in win, and uh, it's for warriors. And I don't have any warrior cards, so he's worthless to me. Mm. Woo! Um, but yeah, so uh, I've already made uh, a bunch of cards. I've I've started playing um, Paladin. 
Yeah. Paladin. I'd never played Paladin much before. Um, just enough to get to level 10. But um, I uh, I got some really good cards and decided to fuck around with it a bit. Yeah. And so I made like a token Paladin style deck that was based around this uh, this one card called, called the Murloc Knight, which oh, is a yeah. brand new card in TGT. And uh, you play him, uh, four mana, and then if you cast your uh, your hero power, Inspire, uh, Inspire is the new mechanic where anytime you cast your hero power, it activates something on the card. Well, with the Murloc Knight, if you Inspire, you summon a random Murloc, and uh, so it gives you a lot of board control very quickly because you get your little one-one silver hand knight or whatever he is as a um, paladin by using your hero power, and you get an extra murloc, and so suddenly you've got like three minions where you had to. Do you only- have to have that murloc in your deck, or is it just any murloc, random murloc? Period. You got to have the murloc knight. Oh no, no, any any random one, right. and so you can say, summon. A brand new uh, Murloc Knight, which is hilarious and grounds for conceding immediately because mm-hmm. shit just gets out of hand really fucking quickly. Um, you can, uh, like, old Murkai, who gives all Murlocs plus one, plus one. Um, yeah, charge Murlocs, shit like that. And so things can get out of hand really quickly. Uh, it's not to the extent of, like, some of the other bullshit that's going on in, in Hearthstone at the moment with, like, uh, Grim Patron and shit. Mm. That shit's well out of control. But if you take in, like, a Kalthazard, um, where you resummon any minion that's died that turn, you have this, like, opportunity to really just start to fuck with people because you've, like, you just never lose any of your fucking minions. They just stay up. And, like, suddenly they have to use everything they've got to get rid of Kalthazard. And you've still got an entire board full of fucking Murlocs just doing chip damage constantly. Or even if your Murloc Knight doesn't come out, you've still got, like, all these Silverhand 1-1 Knights that you can buff up to, like, 3-3 or whatever the fuck. And so that's well out of hand. And then I've sort of transformed that deck into, uh, like, a. I had another one, another stupid fucking card paladin card Mm. that uh i thought would be worth doing something with and basically when you play him he's a six mana card when you play him he plays every single secret you've got in your deck all at once and so you've got these five fucking secrets sitting all around isn't there cards that like get more powerful according to how many secrets are on the board yeah Mm. and the Paladin's got new secrets where, like, uh, at the start of your turn, gain plus one, plus one. Uh, if one of your other minions dies, gain plus three, plus two. Uh, and so, once you play him and a, like, little minion, a 1-1 one, one minion, and they ping the one minion, and then everything fucking triggers, suddenly your 6-6 six, six is, like, a... 10 10 or 11 11 and you've still got buff cards in your hand so i have one turn killed like three different people just by getting one little dude all the way up to 
something stupid. Mm. Oh, it's not one turn killed, I guess, but it is like one. He he gets uh, 31, 32 damage yeah, yeah. Uh, on one minion. And unless they have a specific removal, it's over. It's game over. Mm. Um, just fucking hilarious. Like, And one of my other buffs is like it gives him pally bubble as well. So mm. he's invincible. Fucking stupid. Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing that, and it's dragged me up to the tippity-toppity heights of rank 12. Mm. Yeah, baby. Uh, not very high. Oh. But, uh, yeah. Who are you beating? Are you playing? Uh, just random people. Randoms. I just It's, like, literally a lunchtime game for me. I just bust out a couple of games at lunch, and that's about it. How long does a game last, usually? Uh, five minutes. Oh, if nice. That, some of them... Some can take ages and ages, but most of the time, yeah, it's really short. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Hearthstone, Dunzo. What's next? Uh, let's talk about Pac-Man. Pac-Man 256. I've been playing this. What's your high score? Oh, t- terrible. I don't even want to know what yours is. Yours is in like the 30,000s or something, isn't it? No. God, no. Really? I than that. No, but that's Stacy. No. I don't know. No, nowhere near it. Um, that Stacy dude is uh, yeah. 25k. Right. Fucking hell. That's pretty. I didn't um, ask him if he paid money or not. But. Oh, okay. You know, if he does that credits. change? Yep. Yeah, it does. Gives you power ups. I got power ups. You get six credits. You get free ones. Every 10 minutes you get a credit. Oh, right. So I've just been doing the free one. Yeah, fuck yeah. But um, I didn't ask him if he got his high score with the extra power ups. Right. Um, I'm I'm happy. Just uh, it's a fun game without the extra power ups. So what's your high school? Uh, 14k, a little over 14k. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna check, but yeah. it's not that. So fuck it. What is it? I don't know. Four something. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, the biggest tip I can give is um, you know, you get the fruit and you get the multipliers. Yep. And then you get chains of ghosts, and then they go like 10, 20, 30, like that. But the multipliers on the fruit applies to the ghost. Oh, okay. So you get a uh, you get a fruit and then you get a, a power pellet yep, and next then to eat. each other and then right. you just seek out ghosts you like a motherfucker. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's how I got my thing. So pellet pellet chains themselves aren't worth shitloads because that's what I've been chasing. No, nah, it's all about the combo of the fruit and the yeah, power okay. pellet. Oh. You can't um, check your high score on this fucking it doesn't. It's, it hasn't been updating my high scores right. to like Google Play, yeah. and like I've noticed a few other bugs as well. Like sometimes it's bugged out on me, oh. and it's just straight up fucking chat itself. Um, and sometimes it just quits out to the just, shit house. Mm. Yeah, oh, getting to the fucking to muting the audio. You have to play a game and die, and then go, you can get yeah, to the fucking options. Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um. If you get the, if you're using a credit, then obviously you've got extra power ups. And I wanted to make sure before I called it like a bit pay to win, I wanted to make sure they, the extra power ups like weren't taking the place of power pellets and stuff like that. And they're not, yep. they are actually there and they wouldn't normally be there. So there's that. And then if you have eaten a power pellet, then the extra power ups take the form of another power pellet. So it's not like, it's like a weaker power pellet, but like if you're on a power pellet chain, yeah. then you go to where one of those power-ups were and you eat it and it's like half of your power pellet meter fills up. 
Oh, okay. And so basically, I mean, they've kind of worked it out where it's like from power pellet to power pellet, um, you normally can't chain the two together. Like if you eat a power pellet, get a few ghosts, you normally can't go all the way to the next power pellet and chain the two together. But with those extra power-ups in the middle, like if you've got one in the middle, then you can feasibly like go fruit, power pellet, eat three ghosts, get the one in the middle, make your way to the next thing, fruit, power pellet, eat some more. And then it's like, it's all about how long the, the ghost chain is as well, like with the, with the multipliers. So mm. I reckon that's a big deal. Like I reckon that's, it's on the other side of the line where we can say, all right, the, if you're using credits, you do have an advantage. Yep. And, um, you either wait 10 minutes for every go or you're paying money. Yeah. So in that respect, it's a little bit pay to win. It's 10 bucks to unlock it, right? To unlock what? The unlimited credits, is it? Or something? Is it? Oh, I didn't know there was unlimited credits. I can check. No, I don't know. I thought you just paid money for credits. But yeah, I like the music. Uh, yeah, the art style is okay. It's just Pac-Man. Um, mm. But yeah, it takes a while to shift out of the mindset of Pac-Man. Like for ages, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't want to eat that pack, that, that pellet because I might need it. Hang on. <laughs> no, it's back there. I should get it. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The glitch. Um, yeah, you, you got to shift how you think about the game. But other, otherwise, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. It's I, good I, I don't know. It's um, fucking, it's a battery hog, eh? fucking yeah that is my battery yeah but my phone gets hot yeah it's good though it's well made like i'm i'm happy with it mm. you know i don't i don't that's why like i haven't jumped on twitter and bashed it and gone like oh it's pay to win blah 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 because like i just see it as less competitive yeah you know it's not as competitive as crossy road especially since it doesn't update your high score but um especially because it doesn't have a psy korean dancer yeah especially edition. that yeah but you know it's like it's just you know, I, th- I think it's okay to see it as a fun thing and, you know, a bit addictive. And I, yeah. I always prefer if something is competitive, but, yeah, you know. Word. All right. Um, Dying Light. Yeah. How All good right. is it, Joby? Oh. Started revisiting with, oh, my, uh, with my lady. Playing it's all about games with shit loot systems. Why does that go shit loot system? It's completely fucking worthless. It's worse than fucking witches. Why is it worthless? The very okay. Oh, I've got this. I've got this great fucking sword. Literally anything you find on the ground will be as good. Just fucking go pick up a pipe. Who fucking cares? There's no point in your stupid loot system. Except all of your rewards for all of your fucking missions. All of your fucking run here and drop this off and then run back missions, which is literally the entire game. They all revolve around fucking loot. Orange pipe. Yep. Oh, here's your orange pipe now. Uh, No. I maybe they've patched yep. it and changed it. I noticed oh. it changed a couple of things since I played it first. Hmm. Um, but rewards seem to be more for mod- weapon modifiers and things like that. Oh, there were definitely not enough of those when it first came out. Yeah, like, it's the, they're the kind of rarer things. And yeah. it's interesting. Like, I totally agree with the fact that there's no point in, like, buying weapons or even becoming too attached to a weapon because either it'll break or... Hmm you'll find something bigger and better. But then that also means you're either hoarding your weapon modifiers or you're not like, I'm just talking about like the fundamental gameplay loop is addictive as hell and cooperatively taking on a couple of hordes and, you know, um, putting like different tactics and stuff into that is, is really, really rewarding shitloads of fun. And just, I think we've put in 20 hours. Wow. Just, 
doing the side. I get the missions are all A to B stuff, but that's like RPG standard. I agree that they should move beyond that. Fucking fetch quests have had their day, guys. Um, but it's just fun. It's mm. just and it's it's really good looking on PS4 even. Yeah, it is good looking. Yeah, but I, I like, I like just... the locational damage system as well. I enjoy and the fact that the progression system until you're getting towards the end where I am now mm. is actually like you actually go, ooh, do I want that one or that one? Like there's this, and if I want to get to the end of this progression system where it's got a meaty thing, I actually have to work towards it at the expense of something else and the fact that it unlocks new play styles. So I'm a super aggressive player, but now I've unlocked everything that I want. I sort of have to go, okay, well, there's stealth options now or there's the option to throw weapons. And that kind of, because I've unlocked it, I feel obliged to try it and that unlocks different ways to play and basically to show off. Hmm. Did you see that kill I did? And it still does the slow-mo stuff in co-op for classy kills, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, mainly, mainly just locational damage, man. Especially with swords and whatnot, slicing off legs, arms. But like feeling like I'm going to aim at your legs and then actually slicing and taking off their leg. And it's really simplified control scheme, obviously. But the fact that like they don't just reset their arm to the point where you've hit. Like, mm. they'll leave it over that side so you can go, okay, I'm going to hit from there. So, it becomes a little bit more tactical. I would prefer if it had a block button for fighting people. Yeah. But apparently... I think you get a shield. I think you get a shield. You get a shield, yeah. But yeah. it's not the same. Like, you'd, you'd think a block button would off, open up the idea of, like, Just you kick a counter. Fucking kick. Like the fucking you- end of that game, man, is... I think that's what pissed me off the most because the guns in it were fucking awful. Like, everyone else had... Every, like guns the entire game revolved around you getting in close and then suddenly you have a gun and everyone has a gun and they're all far more accurate than you are with it because like the spread on your crosshairs is fucking goofy as fuck and so guns just feel like they're not worth using especially when you can one shot someone with your fucking weapons or with your melee weapons maybe they've changed that I'm, I'm using guns mainly against the armed guys but also for just doing stuff at ranged or yeah. shooting explosive barrels and i've got a police rifle that's sort of single shot 20 rounds that does a lot of damage and yeah if you spray it like crazy you'll notice the recoil kicks but like i like that idea that like yes there are guns yes they do a lot of damage and they're kind of coveted items and if you're running at someone who's got a gun you're going to die but at the same time it's still infinitely more satisfying to Use the melee weapons. Yeah. And the grappling hook, I thought, was fun as shit. No, the grappling hook's the worst thing in the game, I think. Why? How many worst things in the game are there, Joby? Oh, fucking, I don't also know. There's the a ca- lot. The cash economy? Huh? Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> it is the worst. The grappling hook was a golden arm, and it became a year. If it was a puppy. I really don't know. Like, you gave it a four out of ten, right? Uh, yep. And I know we have a lot of yelling matches about scores and how you're always wrong mm. when we disagree. Yep. But what I find about that particularly is I'm like, okay, so you're saying that this game is fundamentally lower than average. Yep. But so you didn't enjoy the free running, the so not the combo system, but the ability to unlock, you know, like drop attack executions and how that kind of... Gave you the option to mix shit up, like the the jump attack that would send them flying into spikes, then that became the kind of slide to break their legs, and then you'd stomp their heads. 
Like, I just thought that they got that the core part of the game that's going to keep people coming back is not the RPG light shit, but was actually the core gameplay loop, which was fucking up big groups of zombies in really different ways. And you could do it tactically, or you could just button mash and slash your way through a group, and it was still fun. See, I guess, ultimately, I just didn't find it fun. Okay. No, I just I just thought... I was thinking about it the other day when I was playing it. I'm like, I've put in about... Above this thing. I've put in about 20 hours on PC. I've now put in 20 hours on PS4. Yeah. And I'm like, so clearly it's working for me. Yeah. And enough for me to go back through it. Like, I don't play games more than once hmm. now. I never finished it on PC. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just like, okay. I just found it odd that... Well, it's too... It's too... Like, the top shelf is too high for Fee to get to. <laughs> it's it's tall enough for you to have to fucking reach. Um, she's shorter than you are. Yeah. Is this a house for basketball players? Anyway, back to the loudest sink in the world. No, uh... <laughs> it's like everyone turned off your mics. <laughs> so... What what my problem is, apart from the fact that literally everything in the progression system is designed to make obsolete anything that's actually fun in the game, like the grappling hook, which makes the free running fucked, like just makes it completely pointless. You just sip everywhere. Although although there's a limitation to it, they changed it. They added a stamina limit limitation to it that didn't exist when I when the game first launched. Really, I thought it always only had two. No, because I was able to do it fucking non-stop. Well, that was a bug. Oh, I- yeah, and that's the other reason it got sub-5, because it bugged out constantly. It crashed the desktop, like, I don't know, a dozen times. It reset my stats, all of my stats to zero. Okay. It didn't change me back, like, anywhere in the game. I was halfway through a fucking mission with no fucking abilities. I couldn't... It deleted all the blueprints from my fucking medikits, so I couldn't actually make medkits for the rest of the fucking game, okay? <laughs> and then it did it again. Say no more then. No, that, that makes sense. That makes uh, more that sense. Like, sounds like a joke problem. Because no, when I started it, it had the, like... <laughs> why don't you get good? <laughs> it had some CPU or RAM leak issue when it first started, and everyone was getting, like, 20 frames. It looked gorgeous. Mm. They released a really small patch, and suddenly, you know, running it at... Ultra and it was breathtaking, you know, uh, full detail. Um, but yeah, I didn't have that problem. And I didn't find, I was worried, like with Assassin's Creed Syndicate, I'm like, okay, they're throwing in a grappling hook because they're basically saying our free running is shit. So don't do it. And I don't think they have the limitations that Dying Light has. But for me, in Dying Light, instead of it being like, I can just zip to every roof, it would become like... Combination. Yeah, yeah. And and if you upgraded your free running to the point where you could vault up and over a, a wall really quickly so it didn't feel like it would be quicker to do the grappling hook, then you'd realize I've only got two shots with the grappling hook before it has to reset. And you'd start just kind of leaping around like this, I don't know, Batman on speed or something. So I'd just be like, I'd jump and then see if I could... Like, it would be a, a fall that would kill me. I'm like, okay, I've got to make it far enough to throw the grappling hook. And, like, I found that sort of stuff fun. Heaps easier on a PC with a mouse. Job would have had unlimited uses on the hook because he plays games on easy. Possibly. If you, <laughs> if you read Reddit. Oh, is that a thing? <laughs> oh, it's just oh, a thing the on this fucking podcast. <laughs> 
You say one time that you think people should play a fucking game on easy. But, like, you made your argument. Like, it's not... I did Why doesn't everyone argument. just play fucking games on easy? And Jeremy agreed with my argument. Oh, I posted He's it. just a yeah, cut. But- <laughs> He's just <laughs> a try. No, yeah, but I-, I didn't play it on easy. Because <laughs> you can switch it. Neither did I. Switch I your know. difficulty, right? I know. Which is what every game should have, I think. The oh, ability to yeah. switch difficulty no, I, on the fly. I, yeah, back him, I back him fully. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have to give you Such shit. Come on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, 20 hours in co-op. That's, I mean, co-op was the most fun I had with the game. And I it I played with like a different character. I was playing on Xbox One, I think. So I didn't have a completely reset. Oh, right. So you didn't encounter those same bugs either. Uh, not like constantly, just yeah. the same over and over again while I was trying to fucking review it. That's interesting. I didn't, like, I found it to be bug free, which is, in my experience of open world games, pretty unheard of. Mm. Like, fucking Bethesda games. I mean, obviously, they're doing a level of interaction that you don't have in Dying Light or your average open world game, but I'm just used to expecting a certain amount of shit to break. And I was like, why is nothing breaking in this game? Because it all broke for me. There you go. I'm no. glad. I'm glad that happened. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Techland isn't glad that that happened to you. They probably would have preferred it the other way around. Maybe. <laughs> uh, Super Mutant Alien Assault. Uh, yeah. What is it? Um, so, this is a Sydney-made uh, game heavily inspired by Super Crate Box. Uh, yeah, oh, I've yeah. got that in my Steam list. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, it's worth playing. Cool. Uh, I saw this a couple of months ago when I went to Beer and Pixels. Oh, yeah. And um, this guy was there showing it. And, um, you know, a lot of times when you go there and you check out a game, someone's showing just like an early prototype or something. And um, you uh, you check it out and you're like, yeah, I see where, you can, where you're going with this. And, um, you know, I was even thinking about bringing my own way early fucking prototype to BNP. But um, this guy was just standing there with his laptop and some baller headphones and um, showing off his game had like uh, two controllers there because you can play it co-op and uh, I gave it a go and it was like already at that stage like two or three months ago like ready for release it seemed like to me like it was super polished uh, made in Game Maker um, great graphics great audio and um, it's just like seemed like a really fleshed out version of Super Crate Box with like lots of different weapons, uh, aliens spawning all over the place, and uh, with the intent of being a game that you can finish. Um, so in Super Crate Box, you obviously go for the highest score. Yep. Um, in this game, you beat several stages, and then you get to the end, and you beat the final boss, and then you win. Um, so it's meant to have an endpoint. And um, yeah, the the variety of weapons is great. Some of the weapons are pretty funny. You've got like a a pogo blaster which is like you know a bouncy pogo stick it blasts all the shit that it bounces on underneath it um which is a lot of fun um bunch of other stuff bunch of aliens which are well designed they sort of the flying ones kind of drift in and out of your uh line of fire so you have to do these strategic jumps to hit them and stuff a lot of interesting items like that allow you to dash and teleport around the place and protect yourself and uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of the levels have objectives as well. Like you have to get three of these things over to there. Um, so you can totally, uh, fuck around with the, the items. Like, you know, if you want to teleport, you know, grab a thing, teleport up there, boom, do it really quickly. And then you just got some enemies to beat, to, to beat the stage. Then that's totally all right. 
Um, there's like three different chapters, and in all the stages, like four, three or four stages in each chapter, and only one of those stages per chapter will allow it. We'll have like a health machine where you can get health pickups. So um, it's kind of challenging. Um, you can beat it. I reckon in a couple hours you can beat it on normal mode, but uh, the guy um, that I was speaking to who made the game um, reckons it's it's best played on heroic or harder. And um, yeah, so Job can't play it. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, I was playing it on heroic. I beat it on normal. I was playing it on heroic. I got up to like the last chapter, and um, yeah, it's it's pretty challenging. Um, but yeah, definitely worth worth uh, a shot it's it's a fun addictive way to spend an afternoon um, it's got a lot of dubstep in it and I thought the dubstep would start to grate but um, it didn't I, I enjoyed it it's actually tied into the gameplay a little bit um, some of these like missions where you have objectives in the level like say for example you're bringing three fuel cells over to the fuel container and then when you do it the ship starts its jump to hyperdrive and then, like, um, it's like this build-up where the ship starts to go faster and faster and faster. And so the gameplay goes slower and slower and slower. And it's like, it's almost going to, like, about a crawl. And then all of a sudden, boom, there's this big release. And, like, the music's building up while that's happening. And then there's, boom, there's this big release. Everything goes normal speed again. The bass there's, a, there's a big bass drop with a dubstep. And all the enemies in the level turn into, like, super mutant versions of themselves. And... um throughout the um throughout the whole game there's there's like this thing that's like uh radiating this mutant shit and it like radiates throughout the whole level and if like if aliens are exposed to enough of it then they turn into a super mutant version of themselves so you don't want that to happen you want to kill them first um but then yeah when the dubstep drops everyone on the screen turns into that (laughs) um so uh that can be troublesome and like in boss fights like that can be troublesome um when you have to kill them as well as the boss um i had a funny moment where like the grenade launcher is a bit of a troll weapon in the same sense that it's a bit of a troll weapon in duck game like it's really easy to hurt yourself with it so i had actually beat the final boss the first time and then i was cleaning up all the other enemies and fucking grenade bounced off a thing and came back and killed me and then that's it like yeah no hand-holding no. back to the beginning damn yeah but yeah no it was good well made one guy in game maker did a really good job with it well done cool now he's rich and it's on steam it is on steam right now super mutant alien assault right cool. so hopefully it gets rich i mean i think it was on the front page of steam for a bit yeah yeah, yeah rad it was a surprise attack I feel was doing yeah, yes. yeah. They sent that's how I thing. heard about it yeah that's right they had that headline you remember the the subject line no you tweeted about it it was what? like the um, uh, the citizen cane of super <laughs> crate box clones <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's great oh that was so good yeah yeah that was fantastic yeah hilarious anyway uh, next game there's some grinder game on there Realm Grinder. It's a clicky game. I've got that. I've got that app. <laughs> Realm Grinder is a clicky game. Click, 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 click. Have you, I've been 
Wait, is that it? Nations list. It's all fucking free to play clicking games. What do you do? They've got your fucking number. Why are you talking about? I've got one or two in mind at all times, pretty much. We love clicking games, and I never play clicking on this podcast. Why? Because they're amazing. No, they're not. Especially clicker heroes, and that one's always showing up in my recommended thing. And um, sometimes that anime one with the sexy ladies. No idea. Yeah, no, it was like. I don't know, some Japanese name, Clicker. And um, you just click on sexy anime ladies and they lose clothes and shit. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of thousands of people Googling. <laughs> what is Bad that game? Yeah. Um, so, Realm Grinder uh, is uh, is a ridiculous clicky game uh, on Congregate. I have to use Firefox because apparently Chrome has abandoned Flash altogether. Uh, which I'm okay with, to be honest. But, Is it uh, abandoned memory leak? Uh, well, Chrome's still got memory leaks. Yeah. Out the wazoo, right. so. um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, you click on a treasure chest and, uh, after you've got enough gold, you buy some farms. And then as always in these games, things get out of hand. And, uh, this one is particularly interesting because, uh, it's got, I don't know, like 12 different types of currency. Death? Nah, but one what? central form of currency, unlike Destiny, which just, like, I don't know, rolls some dice and decides what it's going to be going to use as its main currency every different day. Uh, but yeah, so it's got one central currency, but it's also got some hidden uh, currencies that uh, you don't know you're necessarily using. And, uh, and then shit gets... So shit sort of cascades from there, and you've got, like hidden achievements and hidden unlocks and all this kind of shit that you're not necessarily working towards specifically but you find out you've been working towards it the whole time and so you sort of try to work out what might trigger a new unlock and shit like that and uh and yeah so it's uh it's just sort of you know compelling clicking shit just realized i've got so much potential clicking auto clicking well, see, because it's also got auto-clicking stuff, so when you buy a farm, it clicks for you. So it's ticking over right now. I'm making... I'm not man. That sounds terrible. 176. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm never yeah. going to play. Yeah, no Maybe idea. the animate yeah. one. <laughs> I'm, I'm with Nathan. I'm fucking like... 176. This sounds like the worst fucking thing. It sounds Sextillion. like... Sextillion. Um, remember that um, dot, dot, dot video? Yeah. Where the guy's raging about the game where you finish by smashing the space bar. Yeah. But that game was a piss take. Yeah. Is this a piss take? No. Okay. So. It's yeah. an entire genre of games. Unsubscribe. It's an entire <laughs> genre of games that are boiling a lot of RPGs down to their most basic elements. But without gameplay. Well, how much gameplay is there in a lot of RPGs? So mostly for me, what I enjoy is uh, is working out the uh, the formulas hidden behind the various things. And once I've worked out the the most efficient way to work uh, to gain as much gold as possible, then I'll stop playing it. So you're like the Rain Man of click games. I'm not because if I was, I would be a lot fucking faster at it. But <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's so that's what I get out of it. Basically, I just yeah, I enjoy. Working out how to do that shit better. What do you get out of it, Luke? Uh, nothing. 
Right. He just he just likes clicking. But yes, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, clicking game. Is there a rugby game on there or something? Rugby World Cup 2015. The worst game I've played in, I don't know. This year? Easily this year. Uh, Ever? No. Postal 3 is still worse. So this, the worst game I've played since Postal 3 what, came out. What's that other one? Um, Ride to Hell, Damnation or some shit? Oh yeah, I did play that. Did you play that? Redemption. Was, uh, was that as bad as um, everyone said? I think that got was, ones pretty universally. It was universally. spectacularly awful. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have any attachment to shitty... Uh, motor, like, yeah, motorbiking. I do have some attachment to rugby. rugby. Yeah. Uh, and so this is far more abhorrent to me. It is. Guys, you have no idea. Uh, maybe, maybe if you turn the television on and we'll mute it, you can see the game in action. So. Oh, I've, I've taken it out. The TV on. Yep. Is this a TV one? Yes. You have to switch out the Phantom Bane for. Yep. Uh, so mute it. Yeah, just give me the fucking control. He's got this. But to give it to give it some context, I reviewed a game called Rugby 15 last year in December, I think. Um, that was built in Unity, and I'm th- was it a local? Stu- is HB a local studio? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's so. It's locally made. It looked like like the graphics didn't look too great, but I sort of thought I looked at this game and I'm like, okay, this is going to be arcade rugby. I haven't. <coughs> Personally, I missed a whole bunch of generations of rugby games. I think the last one that I played before Rugby 15 was um, something in the Mega Drive days. Mm. And that was like, I mean, if you think back to FIFA back in those days, totally arcadey, instantly accessible, heaps of fun. And that was my memory of the last rugby game that I played. So I was like, okay, as you can see from the visuals, I'm like, okay, that's going to be... It's going to be arcade. Rugby 15 was what I called a cluster ruck. Um, cluster ruck, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That was in my IGN review. Um, <laughs> and I gave it a 2 out of 10. Uh, that may have been generous, but not really. Like it, What it did well for Rugby 15 was that it boiled down what is essentially quite a complicated game in terms of the different mechanics. I mean, Rugby League is very much just six tackles and then you hand the ball over there's a little bit of kicking in it but this has got rucks and mauls and line outs and mm-hmm. um, scrums that actually sometimes matter so there's a there's a lot more options and in that's <laughs> doing the spin in, in gameplay terms that means a lot more complexity so they did a really good job of just kind of fundamentally boiling that down to what could be accessible for someone who had a loose understanding of what rugby is and just wanted to play, I don't know, as the Wallabies or the All Blacks or whomever, as you can, well, you can't see, but that's what we're looking at. Hey, he's over. Oh, <laughs> uh, but the game was was fundamentally broken. It had it had a lot a lot of problems. Now, fast forward to now, the Rugby World Cup is about to happen. He just ran through somebody, and yeah, and probably ran through the the through the goalposts through as well. the goalposts. Mm. Yeah. Oh, this is us playing the CPU, wasn't it? No, no, this is. This is me versus you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what they've essentially done is they've tried to fix some of what was wrong six months ago mm. and slap on the fact that the Rugby World Cup's about to happen. So people will be saying, hey, I want to play a game based on the Rugby World Cup. Oh, well, there's one called Rugby World Cup. I probably want that. Mm. But they've also broken 
a bunch of things. Like the core mechanics, like rucks. Rucks are just the biggest part of rugby, right? Yeah. And if you play on... And hearts. That's, yeah, that's when it's kind of stacks on. You know, the ball, the guy gets tackled, and then players come in from both sides to try to either maintain possession or to steal the ball. Uh, Here we go. This is, yeah, this is a ruck that you're looking at right now. So, oh, this is us testing it out. We're trying to do the ruck. Because when you switch perspective, it requires you to rewire your brain. And it, it does this matrix camera spin. All controls are relative to the current camera viewpoint. Yeah. So, when it changes, uh, like, camera angle, it immediately changes the direction. You, you will just start running in the opposite direction. Oh, that's fine. Fucking amazing. If you tap R2, you can just pass forever, basically, uh, unless you have... Oh, here we go. Unless you have a predetermined tackle. Unless you have already, like, the other person has already locked in tackling. So, we'll see it in a second. Um, what's going to happen oh, is... This is oh, no, I'm try. try don't I? Yep. I um, think this is your try. Oh, oh nope. Stolen. Um, yeah. So, what happens is, yeah, you press R2 and you pass. And it'll pass. It'll just find someone who is an eligible, like, receiver for the ball, no matter where the fuck they are. <laughs> and that could be a quite literally a 20 or 30 meter pass. Yeah. And and the whole system, which you might not know, Joby, because you didn't go through the tutorial, uh-huh. inverted commas, uh, is if you tap it, it's supposed to be a shorter pass, but the longer you hold it, the farther they'll pass it. So they'll ignore Ooh. people. So you can technically, tactically say, well, I don't want to pass to the guy who's got a, a defender in front of him. I want to pass to the guy on the wing. But they also, your team doesn't move into the short side. So when you've got like five meters on the left, say, and you're like, oh, that's a perfect spot because there's a gap. Nobody moves over there. So you can activate this clunky as fuck manual system that lets the AI take the ball, but then you've got to get your guy into position, request a pass, and hope they haven't been tackled by that time. Um, and it, it's just like, it's not supposed to be a simulator, but it's too clunky to be arcadey. But they simulate, they seem to simulate some things, but other things are, yeah, predetermined. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. There we go. There's Joby running over the side. not run out at that point. And that's the same thing when there's rare moments where I've done like a charge down, which isn't really a charge down. It's just it's determined that it's a charge down. <laughs> that guy just kept running. Um, <laughs> these guys are doing it as well. Oh, i I, I got to check and see if, if I've got the, the dude who just walks off. <laughs> oh, he was right near the beginning. Yeah, yeah. That's when we were doing... Um, the, the visuals actually become a problem at night time when you're playing with jerseys that are similar enough in color mm. because of the way that you're looking at it right now, the way that they swarm like ants, mm. it's sometimes difficult to tell who's on whose team. Not that that actually ultimately affects anything because 99.9% of the time, if you press pass, it will be passed to one of your players. Like Joby said, regardless, even if the animation starts to, th- to action that they're throwing left, it will, the ball will fly out right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's not even, fake out. it's just not fun. It's not fun. Like you get momentum going, but playing by yourself, if you play on easy, a basic level of the understanding of the controls means you will win. Yeah. You will win every game. If you bump it up to normal, their way of, creating difficulty a higher difficulty is to influence how the ruck plays out and all they do is they make the the uh, the opposition when they're in charge of the ball so when they've just been tackled 
they basically it automatically determines that they're going to get possession back. No matter how quick you are yep. on this little mini game that you're seeing right there with the right sticks, it just determines that they get it. And when you go up to hard, that one second becomes half a second. Yep. So basically, you need to have possession or just focus on defense because they'll never give up possession. And eventually, they'll get a try because, as you can see, it just determines who's going to make a tackle, who's not. <laughs> He's tackled and threw it halfway across the field. So, sometimes you you run into <laughs> this is the Superman dive uh, that I advise for Job. Yep. Don't try to tackle normally because they'll usually run past you. Just do the Superman tackle, and it will already determine before they've actually dived whether you've made the tackle. Because you'll notice because you won't be able to press pass. Pass won't work. Right. So yeah, no, I, I cannot. What's the opposite of advise? Uh, I cannot recommend. What's the opposite of recommend? I cannot deter you enough. And not even in the please don't buy it for the sake of I just want to play a really bad game. That That is like the the last game that I played that was this bad. Oh, it might be this moment. Is this it? I think so. Oh, no. There is that guy standing up at the top who just sort of stood there for no, a bit. Oh, the guy who looks like he shit himself is the best. That's what I was hoping for. But. So that's your quote that'll be on the box. Nathan Lawrence says, don't even play it ironically. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Job. You were saying I just thought we were coming up on... Oh, no. I was, I was just... Uh, yeah, no. Basically, um, Postal 3 was the last game that I thought... See, I got to that ball. Yeah, and, absolutely. Anyway. And there's no uh, way for you to jump in the air or me to jump in the air. Anyway, um, yeah. Postal 3 was the last game that I thought uh, people should not play even to see just how bad it is. You know how people say, this game is so fucking bad. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh, it can't be that bad. I've got to see how bad it is. Let's see how bad it is. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, Hitman Absolution is a fucking turd. You're right, right? No. I disagree. It's so much worse than that. It is, this is a fucking train wreck. And I, I, I it actually makes me sort of livid. But that's that the thing, it exists. like, you can, a, a game that is bad for the right reasons, you can laugh at it and you are actually still being entertained. So you can kind of recommend that as a, hey, if you've got some spare money or, it's January and there's no games coming out get this game have a cackle and move on with your life but this one is like you, you can't re- you can't reward this sort of game making and more, it's worse because they've just released the same game yeah. six months ago and they've only added a few new things and you like literally you either do a friendly match or you do the World Cup mm. and those are your choices it doesn't even have rain as a weather condition. I'd probably... Honestly, though, if I were them, I'd do it. Do what? I'd release the same game. Oh, of course with, you would. And, and they like, know. With World Cup on it. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. But, like, this this game is so broken. I encountered... Okay. I encountered a game-breaking bug where um, it didn't happen to us. I'm very upset about that. But I've got footage of it at home so I'll probably upload that to YouTube and it wasn't just once because I'm like okay it happened once I'll ignore that happened four times to me in the space of a couple of hours where you get tackled when you're across the line a lot because it tells you to press X to dive or put the ball down but it's already determined that someone's going to tackle you so you get tackled but then it sometimes has problems figuring out that you put the ball on the ground for the ruck 
where you actually would have scored a try. So its way of resolving that is to just leave the player lying on the ground with his hand on the ball and everyone else running around like they don't know what to do. Now, if I press the menu button or button mash enough, I could get him to get up, but then they treated him like he was unable to be tackled, like, you know, that kid running onto the field during the charity match and they gave him the ball and everyone just ran around him until he got over the trial line. It's like that. Like, they can't... Your team, you can't pass it. They can't tackle you. And through more button mashing, one time I managed to reactivate it and get a try. But every other time I had to run over the the back line to basically activate, oh, you're out of bounds for it to reset mm. or quit the game. And so fundamentally, that's, that's funny. just broken. Yeah. Just like bad, bad rugby experience and also broken. Do yep. not buy. Do not buy. No. Please don't buy it. Yeah. Absolutely. It is completely fucked as a game. It's completely fucked. It's hideous to look at. It's, uh, yeah, it plays really badly. Uh, the options available are just fucking shithouse. I can't even understand why they thought that the fucking right stick thing would be a good fucking method for determining who would win in a mall. I, I get that they're trying to, they're trying to think about the idea of, how do we make the player involved during a ruck? How do we give, like, assuming we're playing against each other, yep. how do we give the other guys the chance to regain possession, but in a way that doesn't feel like it's kind of, like, rigged or arbitrary? Like, it's it's more simplistic a system and yet more convoluted in action than Jonah Lomu Rugby... 99. How did that do the, the rucks? Uh, you could add or withdraw players from the, uh, the ruck at, at will by pressing square or circle. And then you would, uh, rake for the ball, tapping the X button. And, uh, the more you tap it, the faster you tap it, the like further you'd push. And once you push far enough, the ball was out and you could pass it. And so that's that in a ruck, like, not, not just a mall. That's, um, uh, that was, uh, no, the ruck the one was, where they're uh, standing is a mall. Yeah. Both, both work. Okay, the same way. cool. Well, that's good. Both you work can't... the same way in this as well, though. No, but you can't bring in extra players. Uh, no, not... no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, sorry. In the rock, you can't bring in extra yeah. players in this. You could in fucking, and you could withdraw players, so you wouldn't have a fucking giant gap on your. Yeah, and and even having a player advantage, as you, we saw a bunch of times, where it was like five opposition players versus one, mm. they would stop and wait for there to be an even number, yep. and you're like. This is the perfect chance for my guys to rake the ball and- This is why I kick the ball forward. Yeah. Get the fuck- Like, just fucking let me pass it already. Yeah, so all the, all the tactics that it tries to add, it's undermined yeah. by- At the most essential level of rugby union, which mm. is the ruck. Because yeah. that ruck is going to happen more times than anything else in a game of rugby union. And they've fundamentally broken it at the, <laughs> at the most core level. Yeah. That and passing- Oh, the passing's fucking shit. In Jonah Lomu, L triggers. Right, right trigger left. would go right. Left trigger would go left. Spectacular. Genius. Simple. Oh, my God. I Start can't believe. There. Yeah. Yeah, and this kind of introduces the right stick, but so that's called advanced moves. So you can select the play. Again, as long as you've got enough time and it hasn't predetermined that you're already tackled and you can't pass the ball. Which happens... Almost instantly. Yes. It, well, it, it did sometimes. I would go to run the ball and yeah. you'd timed it perfectly to do the Superman tackle and I was mashing pass because I knew that would happen and it would say, no, no, mm-hmm. we, you haven't been tackled according to the animation, but you've been tackled. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, and when you learn that, when you've seen that oh, they've just broken the mechanics of the game, that it's not actually simulated, that skill matters so very little. Yeah. And it's kind of just your, like, luck almost comes into it, especially for stealing possession at the breakdown, because you have the, the mini game flash up. We both have it at the same time. There's not really a particular advantage one way or the other technically, but if you've got your stick pressed in the right spot and you tap that R2 just when it hits green or if you're feeling cocky yellow, uh, you will get possession. Yeah. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've- Fucking goofy. Fuck that game and fuck everyone who made it. No, seriously. They- sh- like, it's just fucking shameful. They are selling it for $90. Oh, that's true. And they are doing it deliberately to snag, like, money from people. It is... It's fucking despicable. We, lo- we looked at the credits and uh, the QA was done in-house. Yes. Uh, <laughs> not credited. Oh, not credited. Yeah, yeah. just in-house. Yeah. We took care of that. And yep. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Who was terrible. This? What's the name of the studio? HB. HB, oh, right. I think. Anyway. But but there are two more rugby games coming out this year. Yeah. So Rugby League rugby Live League 3 Live 3's next, week. next week. Yeah, that's coming next week. Uh, and sometime this year, which they haven't announced yet, uh, the release date is Rugby Live Challenge. I think. Like, just with, that's Union without the league part. It's essentially the same thing. Apparently, the last version of that was great. All right. And was Rugby League Live 2 good? No yeah. good? Not really. Okay. But better than this. And there's at the moment, there's a, like a build your like character or some weird shit on Steam. Yeah. For Rugby League Live 3. Uh, there's also a demo for the Rugby Union version, which time permitting, I'll have a look at before I write up my review for IGN, but I don't really need that point of comparison hmm. to say that something sucks. Yep. Yep, it's a toad. Anyway, speaking of toads, Call of Duty Black Ops 3, the beta, ended uh, this week. Yep. Uh, that game sucks. Did you play it, Luke? We, Job and I played some. Speaking of toads, Call of Duty. Nah, duty. <laughs> <laughs> Never gets old. Laws. Um, yeah. Yeah, we played some on the weekend, I think, didn't we? Oh, that's right. We played Call of Duty and then we're like, fuck this, let's go play Diablo. Yep. We did as well. Yep. We played some. We did. Uh, it's shithouse. It is a game. Uh, uh, well, the... I guess the servers we were playing on were terrible. The what? Oh, yeah, let's blame the servers. Wait, the, do they have servers? I'm not sure. That's what I, I asked don't Joe think they have playing. dedicated servers. I think it's matchmaking. Yeah. My well, nobody had a ping like, lower than thirty, and I had the lowest ping, and I don't think I was the host. Yeah, no, I didn't have any fucking host advantage. Well, so I'm pretty sure it's um yeah, yeah the lag is peer to peer. Uh, yeah. Which so is the fucking, worst. It was a nightmare. So, Time to Kill is the big thing that everyone's talking about in shooters these days. And the Time to Kill in this has to be measured in nanoseconds, I would wager. Because you die fucking instantly. They're, apparently, they realized what I've been saying about Call of Duty for the longest time. Which is, whoever has the fastest shooting gun invariably wins... 90% of every fucking firefight, right? So, most everyone- SMGs from the hip. Yeah, it'd be P90s or dual P90s with rapid fire. And that's what, like, ever since, I think, like, Black Ops 1, maybe, that's what- Or maybe, like, Modern Warfare 2, actually. Uh, every single multiplayer match meta for Call of Duty has devolved into has been- 
the fastest, at least in public games, uh, the fastest firing guns possible because you will win like 50-50 battles. Uh, so they've realized this. They've realized what I've been saying the entire time and they've decided to make every single gun fire a billion bullets a second. And so if anyone catches you from behind, you are dead instantly. If they see you like milliseconds before you see them, you're dead instantly. Uh, yeah, like basically if you don't see them and they see you, you're dead instantly and that's you know fine in some games especially games where it's you know very methodical and and uh slow and tactically based where you one shot kill and and you think about it very carefully um but call of duty is a game black ops 3 is a game where you um you move faster than you've ever moved in a call of duty before you can wall run you can double jump you can like boost jump for whatever the fucking reason one of your specialists has a destiny style power up where he can sprint even faster and uh yeah it's basically the fastest moving call of duty of all time which directly uh flies in the face of the idea of a game where you die almost instantly to every single bullet that gets fired in your general direction and uh yeah on top of that hit detection is for shit oh yes it's a fucking nightmare the amount of I, i'm pretty sure i have captured on like my pc from shadow shadow play um two or three kill cams like uh end of round kill cams where the per- like it's you know how at the end of a round it's like the final kill cam and it's all in slow-mo and the person isn't actually shooting oh, yeah. the person, the last person it's dying the in a fucking match, but the hit registration is pinging. Yeah. Holy shit. There's that. There's the fucking, the lag problem, the network problem where like people see you before you, they should be able to see you. That's definitely evidence. That's definitely fucking happening yeah. uh, where they see you fucking well before you turn a corner. And you can see it just by watching your own fucking kill cams. Yeah. You like run through a door and then you die and then you watch the kill cam back and they've been standing fucking in front of you for the last fucking three seconds. You're like, how come I couldn't fucking see them? Yeah. Because the game is fucked. It's fucked all the way down. It's fucked. <laughs> I haven't played this, but I felt that way about COD for a long time. It's like, um, the like obviously those are network issues, but the design of it is fucked because it's largely pub matches, largely who gets the drop on who, hmm. and in that sense, it's actually a little bit RNG, um, according to your spawn. Totally agree. So much luck. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost to the point where like, I mean, I used to have a like a. a team we were like we played counter-strike but then we sort of got into call of duty a little bit we played in competitions and stuff and i was trying to sort of influence the scene to play like this is back when the first modern warfare was was out yeah and I, everyone just wanted to do snd and just play exactly like counter-strike and i was trying to influence people to go more towards the new modes like domination and stuff yeah um but yeah even then it was like and i the first modern warfare was great but it's like with domination now it's in the competitive scene but it's it's almost a thing where you might want to just control two points 
instead of three because you know where the spawns are coming from yeah and it's not just this random crazy shit where it's going to be all over the place mm-hmm. or maybe you know you you leave it to the last minute and then you cap the third point just to get that extra boost to the just to finish off yeah but if you know that they're all coming from one direction then you can plan around that yeah destiny is exactly the same mm. the most effective uh tactic on what was it capture Whatever that whatever control, yeah, control, yeah, was to hold two out of three points exactly for that reason because mm. you could control the the direction that they were coming from. Mm. You knew where they were spawning, and you knew that they'd only come two two ways or something, or that you could snipe down a certain place and be sniping at a, a respawn zone essentially. Mm. And it, yeah, I mean, it was fun to go just run around and cap three, but like if you wanted to win and if you wanted your team to win, you could viably have one person or two people holding a point. Uh, while everyone else held another. Mm. That was it. And it's not good. I don't think that luck should be coming into... I mean, Call of Duty's massive, massive, massive. And I, I shared some videos with you earlier this week, Joby. So I've been watching some videos on uh, on it because I used to be big into Call of Duty. Yeah, I was big into Call of Duty up until, I think, Modern Warfare 2. No, yeah, no, that was good. Uh, Modern Warfare 3 broke me. That's when I first started going, oh... This is this is really not good. They're really not even trying to add anything um, particularly new. They're just rehashing, rehashing, rehashing. And then starting to look into some guy who did a real technical analysis of of the netcode. And he was his starting point was comparing latency in a LAN situation or even a split screen situation. And he slowed the footage down to show how long it takes for a hit to register or even with higher ping, how it treats... Um, the what do you call it the net code in terms of like do you have to aim ahead do you have to lead do you have to aim behind even mm-hmm. um compared to the animation that you're looking at yeah and he's done a shitload of tests and it's just pretty gobsmacking to see how fucked it is and has been behind the scenes the guy that you sort of disagree with his conspiracy theory i don't know if this was his theory or if this was something that is somehow common knowledge for people who are in the know but apparently pre-ghosts the way that they handled the weapon damage was that a certain amount of bullets would do zero damage even though they registered as hits um and in ghosts they made it so that every bullet that hit did damage and it meant that the ttk basically went even to a shorter window so they hadn't rebalanced the guns to match the rebalancing of the oh, system i don't know if that's true because i, I never, didn't play ghosts multiplayer i didn't get to test it i don't have a personal experience with the ttk being even lower in ghosts but i know that game was a bit of a turd a nightmare yeah yeah and it's, it's just sad that like what the most one of the most popular franchises in games and certainly in terms of multiplayer if you want to go and find a match jump into a call of duty game like any time of the year even the older ones um and it's still just bad i uh they at least this year i don't know if they did in advanced warfare but at least they didn't do it in ghosts and they haven't done it in a lot of games recently but what they were doing um you know how you you'd go look at a game mode and try to work out how many fucking people were playing it at that point in time mm-hmm. and you know how they've eliminated that number in this They've got a percentage of people, and that way <laughs> they good. don't have to show that nobody's yeah, fucking playing. That's yeah. smart. Yeah, I, I think it's worlds. a good, good idea. 62% of all people were playing Team Deathmatch. Mm. Uh, 27% of people were playing uh, 
domination mm-hmm. and the other modes were that remaining what uh 8% 5% whatever the, the fuck mode. hey the one where you shoot the ball uh that had zero Right. What was the robot one? That one played? had zero. Uh, yeah, so there was a new mode that they introduced, robot mode, whatever the fuck it was called. Um, and it was basically a you escorted this robot to a ending zone. That's what the one we played, Luke, I think. We played it. Or did we, we definitely just play played it. TDM. We just played um, uh, Domination. Right, okay, fair enough. We won both of them. Oh, yeah. Even though we were getting, like, I don't know how we won those games. Because mm. we were just getting fucking hammered. But God, it's ugly. You would have found that on your Beast PC. Oh, well, I don't know. I, we jumped straight into the game. Oh, right. Um, I turned everything up to full and I was getting 120 frames before that new mode. Mm. Um, and it just looked last gen, for lack of a better term. And then when this new mode came in, jumped into that and my frame rate was dipping at certain random points from 120 to 20. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so I turned some shit down and you know make it look much worse to be honest but i just thought that was a bit a bit weird as well and a bit like they're not even trying to make these games look attractive so you kind of you can't imagine that the new gen versions look they want to run it much better the console i cannot imagine how this game is going to go against battlefront yeah <laughs> i i like battlefront has I mean, we, we do that every year, like, when Battlefield... Yeah, no, we're talking about... Like, that's Battlefield versus Call of Duty, okay? That is, like, fucking... That's the Mighty Ducks versus... Yeah, that's fucking daniel San versus the Kalrakai. This is fucking... I don't know, Bruce Lee versus the, like, daniel San at this point. Like The new Karate Kid, Jaden Yeah, Jaden Wilson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wilbur like, Wilson Smith. Star Wars isn't coming out this year, so it's fine. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? Are you, are you trolling? You're so stupid. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I think that Battlefront is tricky because it's almost like they need to add a tacked-on single-player component, which, God, I hate that those words coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Have to Nobody plays single-player games they, anymore. They already they said to. they won't. No, I know they won't. And I, I love that as a gamer. But if you're talking about that mass market appeal... Not everyone wants to get into the competitive space. Yeah. And it is... I play Call of Duty most of the time for the single-player. Yeah, and there are a certain amount of people who buy COD just to experience the story. There'll be a certain yeah. amount who are Treyarch fans, want to finish Black Ops storyline, whatever the fuck that is. Uh, with Battlefront, it's there's missions mode, and that is so shit like compared to the real game, which is your competitive modes, hmm. that it, it feels just like this is kind of there for people who want to split screen and not or play, but the it doesn't, there's no longevity there. It's just a horde mode and, a, and not a very good one uh, from what I played unless they've changed it or there's some depth to it that they haven't yet announced. They're basically saying this is the training ground for you yep. going online uh, and that is going to be very quickly an intensely competitive space, which I love, but yeah. you mainstream people. And it's not Battlefield. Battlefield, I feel, has like a bigger name in games because it's had more titles. Battlefront is... When was the last Battlefront? Ten years ago, it's not the battlefront that I think is going to sell the game. <laughs> look, okay, it's I was the two words in front yeah, of it. <laughs> okay, look, I get that, but then the old Republic. I was like, here's 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 a wow killer. You know, if there's any if there's any IP that can take on the might of wow, it's Star Wars, and these guys, Bioware, know how to make a good RPG. So yeah, this is going to be a license to print money. Wasn't. 
<laughs> it, it sold did really well. well initially. It, it did well. The problem was, was that they um, they spent too much money making that game. So it's, it's like, isn't it considered one of the most expensive games they made or something? Yeah. yeah it was the largest um, fully voiced project. Yeah, and that made the game better with like its story and whatnot, but in the end, Blizzard are pumping out expansions every two years and changing things, whereas... Um, um, but, but no, they dropped to free-to-play within seven, eight months, wasn't it? Like, yeah. they'd, they'd said, they'd, like, when did Blizzard do that? Like, free-to-play was years and years and years after people still had to, like, buy the base game to play World of Warcraft. As well, well is it free-to-play now? It's not free-to-play. It's got a free-to-play option, doesn't it? You can buy coins. You can convert coins to game time. I thought it had a free-to-play, certain amount of free-to-play It's like options. level 20 or something. Yeah, but that's, like, still... It's like a trial. Yeah, it's just... It's just but that's, like, a lot of gameplay, though, isn't it? Not really, no. No, okay. Well, Considering the level cap is, like, 100... When WoW first came Something. out, it would have been, but now it's like you get there and probably gets a level fifteen in a night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, I thought that Star Wars would, and they've kind of like they've got okay numbers for what they are. The Old Republic, from what I understand, I mean they're at friggin' Gamescom and E three still showing off stuff. But I don't know, man. Like I would love nothing more than to see Star Wars Battlefront go nuts. Mm. I think. There's a Star Wars movie coming out. Yeah, and I think it's a great selling point. Uh, it doesn't have a campaign, man. It doesn't have a... The fucking screenshots look fucking gorgeous. Yes. The trailers look fucking spectacular. It sounds amazing. Like, I, I think it's going to sell like fucking hotcakes. Like, I can't... I, like, some... Yeah, oh, no single player. People aren't going to give a fuck. People are going to get it and play single like split screen over and over and over again until they've memorized every single little bit of it before they ever go online. Hey, man, I want to be wrong. Yeah. I hope I'm I, wrong. I, I, I just... It's like a cultural phenomenon. I think they uh, have timed it perfectly. Oh, yeah. That yeah. part, they've definitely timed the release perfectly, especially with the movie tie-in stuff. Yeah. It just needs to work. That's the problem. But it will. Well, EA launches... Yeah, it needs to... No, no, no. I think that, like, the the days of dissing EA launches have kind of done... I mean, SimCity was... Ba- Battlefield 4 is still recent, man. But they learnt from that. They also learned from Battlefield 3. Yeah, and Hardline. And- Hardline, actually, Hardline. Hardline launched fine. That's what I mean. Because nobody bought it. <laughs> no, but, but the True. point is that they took they took the the netcode updates that were going into Battlefield 4 were instantly going into every other uh, Frostbite first-person shooter game. So it's very safe to assume that whatever they've done with Hardline will be part of, in terms of netcode, in terms of you know fixing server issues, whatever, yeah. will be included as ba- in part of Battlefront. And if they aren't prepared to have enough servers and whatnot for the release of what what should be massive, I'm sure they're assuming it's going to be huge, then that's on them. And they, I will eat my words and tell them to eat shit. Should we, should we do a bet? <laughs> Prediction. No, whether it launches, how, how smoothly it launches. Oh, okay, I'll bet smooth launch. All right, what do, you, what do you bet for it? Nothing. Just going to bet that it's going to smooth launch? No, we do food bets food what's the food, food bet? bets uh i bet you it won't be and my uh my stakes are a crunchy smoothie from uh donut king stakes too high man no bro <laughs> do you accept this bet but i don't want to do i get to pick something that's not that 
What do you want then? I don't want that. I didn't drink that shit. Oh my god! What do you drink then? Alcohol. No, no alcohol. It's gonna be some sort of candies. <laughs> oh, I don't know, like a fucking slushy of frozen coke or something. Yeah, large. Okay, we only do extra large <laughs> food items on this from Seven Eleven. I don't know, whatever. Where, yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Done. A smoothie for a smooth launch. Is that fair? Hey. Yes. Um. Okay. It's on. Yep. I'm betting it'll be not smooth. Not smooth. Um, but that's because, like, when it comes to Battlefield, I, I, I often just talk about my own personal experience, and um, like I. Where did it show us on the uh, on the paper doll where it touched you? <laughs> um, <laughs> right in the heart. I don't right think uh, I've never seen a Battlefield game without like serious issues. And, like, Battlefield 2, especially, like, when I started in Battlefield 2, the way they just could not get their shit right. Um, every patch would just fuck some stuff up. And it's been that way in that series for as long as I can remember. As much as I've loved the games, um, yeah. But then, like, from for completely selfish reasons, I'm glad there's not a single-player campaign. I just want them to focus on the stuff that I care about. Yep. Fuck yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And yeah. for years, I've been saying games should stop wasting resources on a single-player campaign when they should be pouring it into a fucking multiplayer. Yeah. Like, Battlefield 4 might have actually launched fine if it didn't have a completely superfluous oh single-player campaign. The yeah. outlets that covered Battlefield single-player portions, that's how I knew they didn't know what they were talking about. <laughs> I would see a review... Of Battlefield, like when I talk to someone about Battlefield on the street, yeah, like we'll often get like forty percent into the conversation before I realize, oh, you're talking about single player. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm barely even aware that shit exists. Like, you should play the real game. <laughs> I would always yeah. do like two paragraphs, and it'd always be once again. I have to talk about this because they included it. But it's not really what the game is about. Yeah. It's terrible. Let's move on. <laughs> I won't even, like, rate it down. Like, if the single player is shit, I'm not going to bring the game's rating down because it's not what Battlefield is about. I like will. Because it impacted in other areas. The impact, uh, the ripple effect is felt. I suppose that's a point. Well, if if it has impacted in True. other areas. True. But yes. Which <laughs> every Battlefield has had its serious issues. So. Yes. I mean, fuck, man. Like, Battlefield 2... They like they release a patch where a missile would go up to a plane or a helicopter. You know those missiles you, you jump on as a little station, and then you target something, you fire it, and it would go up to it, and then start going around it and around it <laughs> like that, and it would never hit it. It would just go around it forever. <laughs> there was some funny, funny bugs, man. Hi. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh. Battlefield. I love Battlefield. Oh, I wish people were still playing Battlefield 4. Uh, yeah. Last time I checked, all the filthy casuals had jumped onto Hardline. I'm tempted to check out this summer patch and Night Ops and shit. Yeah, I've still got it installed if you want to play. I might install I don't play Battlefield by myself. Okay. I love playing. Yeah. Only yeah. Other one, one other person will have a ball. But by myself, I just don't see the point. Have you seen that YouTube uh, channel, Battlefield Friends? Yes. It's yeah. pretty funny. I, someone, this, the guy in my corner story, he plays a lot of battle, but he plays console. Um, so apparently for him, it's populated and he gets good games. Yeah. But he put me onto this Battlefield Friends thing and it's pretty funny. Do you still play? Hey, oh, you, your PC's broken. For yeah, him, yeah. He, uh, you know, 
console battlefield, like fucking three people and it's populated. Who fucking cares? <laughs> well, they've got dedicated. They've still got dedicated server browsers and whatnot, so you'd actually be able to see. And that's what I mean when I go on to find a game, even like leading up to the release of Hardline, there were still shitloads of servers, heaps of choices. Most of them were full at, you know, sort of peak hours. Yeah. After Hardline, it was hard to find one full server in the, you know, locally. Yeah. If only there was an outlet like Game Arena. Ah, if only. That could still host. Yep. God damn it. Uh, And it's so good now that, you know, they fixed the shit out of it. Oh, the game, right? Yeah, and and like it's stable and it runs well, and it's the experiences it was intended, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. Nice, I'd play it until dawn. We should play it together. Let's play it until dawn. Ah, uh, yeah. until dawn. Did you finish it, Luke? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? Um, I quite enjoyed it. Um, for what it was, I I I liked it much more than say Beyond Two Souls or right. yeah. yep. um, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Yep. Yeah, I think in part because I I really enjoyed the story more. Yep, the story they told and the acting especially. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a really good job with with the people they brought in um, to do the voice or to do the motion capture, I guess, because they well performance capture. Um, because they got. Uh, only a handful of people from the, I guess, TV personalities or something. Like, I only recognize a couple of them, but... Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Sure. Cheerleader. Save the... That's the only one I knew. And um, save the cheerleader, save the world. Yeah. But, yeah, I really enjoyed the the premise of it. Like, it's... We spoke a bit about it last week, but we hadn't played it, I don't think. Only just started playing. You only just started playing. So, it's a... It's basically like a teen horror movie where um, these teenagers go up to this cabin in the mountains in the woods um and someone knows what they did last summer yeah basically someone knows what they did last summer um people um start getting killed probably you can get you basically you've got this butterfly effect system where choices you make in the game have ripple effects and they um determine what happens later on in the game or you can just have characters that will completely die and that's it you don't use them anymore that story path is just wiped out so my experience in the game could be completely different to what Joe plays um, as he works his way through it Uh, which Heavy Rain sort of or Heavy Rain sort of toyed with with the three main characters but it dealt far heavier in the illusion of choice as opposed to the actual existence of choice which is what Until Dawn appears to promise yeah which it, it kind of um, yeah, it kind of does a, a much better job of giving you choices and then making them mean something. Um, whereas Heavy Rain was just more of a, here's a choice. And it didn't really matter because it still played out the same way in the end, unless you had somebody that would die. Um, you know, then it would be kind of like, well, you're not going to see that part anymore. But this kind of feels like the choices do matter in some sense. And you can actually go back and... Uh, once you finish the game and replay certain episodes and make different choices, um, and then that can affect the the bits later on. So you can kind of see how the game will play out depending on what you want to do. Um, but for me, yeah, the the uh, the story was a big drone for me. I thought they did a really good job of, of telling what they wanted to tell. Um, there is a bit of a change in themes at a certain point in the game, which I didn't really... I would have liked to see them go in a specific direction that they they ended up not going in. 
which kind of was a bit disappointing. But um, in the end, yeah, I thought it was really, you know, it's not it's not a, one of the best games you'll play this year, but for what it was, I thought it was, um, yeah, really well well made. How and long is it? Probably about eight to twelve hours, I would oh, say. Wow. Um, is it all quick time events though? Is it all quick time events? Yeah. Um, no, not really. I mean, there's a lot of walking around and investigating areas and pressing X on things, but uh, a lot of the action is is quick time based. Um, so, yeah, a little bit, but not too much. Um, it still feels like you're watching a, a very long movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but you play a little bit, but not too much, though, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Just barely into it, um, but I wonder. I wonder if the reason I've connected with it more is because, unlike Beyond and Heavy Rain, like this game doesn't focus on connecting me to the characters except through the connections that you would make. They have with each other. Yeah, or like yeah, organic connections. Organic in the sense of like organic storytelling that you'd see in a movie, mm-hmm. as opposed to. In heavy rain, brush your teeth, put away groceries, or beyond, go through FBI training, whatever the fuck it was. Like, yeah, like, that game, those two games tried to, like, make you become that character. And then it would change you to a different character without giving a single fuck. Uh, while, yeah, this one just sort of, yeah, you know, you're this person now, you know that person, you're that person now. Why don't you talk to this person? And and it just sort of just fucking throws you, throws it all at you. And yeah. you just sort of pick it up. And, and it does feel more like a movie that you are... Cutting between scenes. Yeah, yeah. Like sort of controlling, but only barely. Like you're controlling it more than you are... What is that fucking do nothing game? Rapture. You are doing. You have more control over what <laughs> goes, nothing goes on than, than in Rapture, but... You don't have as much control as to what's going on as in, say, I don't know, Call of Duty, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's very atmospheric as well. Like it puts a camera in certain places where you'll begin to move your character around, and that camera sort of is on like a bit of a rail, but it's off in the distance. And mm. and as it's moving, you might see something like at the corner of your eye, your peripheral that kind of pops out, and that's something to try and trigger and scare you. Yeah, um, I, I'm not a fan of the fixed camera shit. To be honest, uh, I was so glad when it was killed off a decade ago, and I'm not crazy that it's back now. But I understand why they're doing it. I just think it gives them more control to yeah to make it a bit more cinematic and also the jump scare factor. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I get it. I'm just not happy with it. <laughs> yeah, because th- that's their main thing in this is the the jump scares. Yeah, um, oh, I hate them. But they're so cheap. Yeah, they're cheap, but some of them work really well. Um, and then they also some of the scares come into like a psychological factor as well. So they they toy with that a little bit. But um, yeah, I just thought in the end it was a really well told well told game. Um, yeah. And like, it, it never got to the point where I was like, oh, I know what's happening in this game. I know who did it. Um, I'm usually pretty good at it in movies of picking like what's going on. But I've never had 
like a slight idea of what the fuck was happening in this game. Um, and the performances, I thought, yeah, were really good. Like Peter, Peter Stormare is, is, is in there. Um, oh, yeah. And he's, he's excellent. He's, he's not even a main character, like a playable character. He's just a side dude. Um, and he's really cute at what he does. Yeah, he's uh, pretty awesome. He's just fucking creepy ass. In his latest game since Destiny. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I thought... It's like, I want to see these guys. Uh, what's the name of the studio? I, I fucking can't remember. Sledge. Not Sledgehammer. Uh, what games do they make? I can't remember. They haven't made much. Cool. Um, but yeah. I want to see these guys get, get given money and not not Quantic Dream. Is yeah. Their studio? Like, give these guys money because I think they go, they're doing some cool shit. Um, and I'd rather see uh, them put together you know, that type of game than giving David Cage money and getting him to write 12 million pages of shitty dialogue. Um, is he still you know, the other games? thing is that... Well, he might be, I don't know. Was he ever making games? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing is that there's, there's not this... Like, the fucking... David Cage games always have this fucking sense of, like, seriousness about them. And that isn't in effect here it knows like it's, it knows it's, it's a, a fucking, schlocky horror f- yeah it film. knows like, yeah and it, it's, it's full it's, on board with it yeah and that's cool making fun of itself at times like if you get to a stage where oh we've got a um we should go investigate that sound or whatever that noise was in the corner the, the moment you take your core group of people and split them up that's a fucking terror like you we watch a movie and whenever that happens someone's bound to die and that happens in this game. Like, if you decide, oh, I'm going to go investigate that sound by myself, you're dead. There's no point. <laughs> and, it, like, it does that straight away to you. If you linger off somewhere without the group, fucking see you later. That person's gone. Um, and there's so many characters in the game that when I finally made my way through, I was like, I did a pretty good job. And then at the end, it kind of shows you your story and what's happened throughout. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I did so bad. Really? Um, yeah, the sense of, like... Uh, the the progression of what you did through each chapter, you get to a point and then shit just starts getting out of control, um, which I thought was really... They kind of build it up. It takes a while to get going, yep. the game. By about chapter four or five is when things start really ramping up a bit. Um, you would have probably made it to about two or three-ish. Three, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that stage, it just starts getting crazy. Um but I, I would be interested to see what you think of it towards the end, because uh, it does go in some pretty crazy places. I, I definitely want to go back and finish it. Like that's, I think that's surprising enough, in my opinion, for me, that I actually want to go back and finish it, because I thought I was going to play it and have another fun old time yeah. smashing into it like I do with Rapture. But Because that was the thing, right? Everybody, like, on the internet, well, it was kind of the sleeper hit. Like, yeah. I'd not really heard much about the game, but because they didn't out. fucking advertise it at all. Yeah, PlayStation they got nothing, job. yeah. But when it came out, everyone was going about how, like, decent it was, how good mm. it was, it, it, what it did. Uh, so, I thought, oh, I'm going to check it out and see what see what this thing is. So, me. I quite enjoyed it. Speaking of games that aren't sleeper hits, and the last game on the list, Metal Gear Solid, The Phantom Pain. I only just got back up to where I had played up to last week, but it's still probably game of the year. Sorry. It just is. I mean, it's 
it's just there's just too much game there's too much game for I've not seen not any of it yet Joe what because I spent two hours pressing forward ah and, yes and um getting chased by a giant Johnny Storm yep Mr. Mr. Fireman yeah. and the Fire Whale and yep. all that stuff. Yeah. Yep. I uh, skipped those cutscenes this time because I How long are they? Them. Uh, they're not that long. The start is... Takes a while to get going. Like, um, but it's like it's such a fucking brilliant made in- introduction. I mean... <laughs> Uh, I've I've played through it now um, on my own stuff. The NDA is up. Uh, the start is Kojima's best trolling since uh, revealing that you play as Raiden in Metal Gear Solid Two. Like it is hilarious. You don't even you spend. I mean, apart from the fact that you spend fucking half an hour only being able to look at things. Yeah. Oh, fuck that. And then, you don't have to watch. Uh, you can do other things. And then, you spend the next 15 minutes crawling everywhere. <laughs> no, you don't even crawl. You just press forward. Yeah. And he does it like, there's no direction in the way you, yeah. you move. Because I tried to go investigate places on my fucking belly. And <laughs> yep. Uh, and then, uh, you slowly get up to a crouch and... Uh, and then you start to play the game, and the entire time everything's completely fucking insane. And oh, yeah. then, after about an hour and a half of this, um, you are into the best game I've played this year. Yeah, until Battlefront. I I think it'll be better than Battlefront. See, that's that's the attitude. That's a wrong attitude, man. You can't do that. Got to be open-minded. Fallout I am. Four, I am. I'm. I'm Fallout very open as well. Four. Yep. I'm so. very open that either of those games might be better, but I doubt it. I doubt that Fallout Four has had even close to enough time to uh, get to a point where it's not going to uh, be a classic Bethesda shit pile of just bugs I mean I can't imagine I, does anyone really think it's not going to be like that and Battlefront I think is just also not going like, to have enough content this has had a smooth free launch it's got issues does it? yeah what? I, um, I haven't been able to connect online at all so? to, uh, to get any of my data that apparently you'd be able to bring across so? what do you mean so? isn't that a launch issue? What does it? What does it affect? Nothing. So well, the moving on to be able to play the the past game, the one they released before. Ground Zeroes, yeah, yeah. And I mean, you were fucking telling it for the last three weeks. Like, yeah. oh, make sure you finish it because it'll bring all your data across. You don't have to start the to- game with it done. You can import it whenever the fuck you want. Why? Why won't Next. I do it now? Next problem. Come uh, on. There's no internet you got? menu. You got nothing. There's, there's no DualShock yeah, support. Where's my fucking DualShock support? What are you fucking talking about? On PC. Oh my god. Is this? It's, it's pretty good. Game. Doesn't it run at 4K and 60 frames per second? No, I'm running at 1080. So. Oh, okay. Well, you know. Wouldn't that depend on the computer as well? I suppose it might. What about the uh, internet-connected menus that you had issues with, Joby? They're a bit slow. Yeah, good point. Oh, game over. I'm sure it'll, I'm sure it'll rival the inevitable constant crashes to de- desktop that we get from Fallout 4. 
I don't know. I think um, I'm expecting Fallout 4 to be buggy. Yeah. You know, a certain level of buggy. But if what they're saying is true and the game is and has been for a while essentially finished and they're just doing... Yeah, they're just bug hunting now. um, Then I'd like to believe that it's not like we've just announced Skyrim because it has this cool release date of 11, 11, 11. (laughs) And shit, now we've actually got to get it fucking done and polished across multiple platforms for that. It's more like we've announced it after we've finished the game and now we're just... Everyone's on QA. I didn't have problems with Skyrim. I don't know if that's true, but from what's been sort of hinted at and that it's like, it's done, but we're not releasing it until the end of the year because we needed six months to get people used to it or whatever. Um, and I honestly wish that more games would do that. Hmm. Hi, this is the game we're announcing at E3 and it's out oh. in six months. Yeah, that'd be great. Instead of like, it's coming in 2018. You're like, oh, fuck off. I don't want to know about it. Then I don't want to get excited about something that... Hmm. And also the challenge for if you talk to PR people as well of like, how do you... With so many games out there, how do you keep people interested and noticing and, and they artificially hold back information because they've got to hmm. reveal something later and... Who gives a fuck? Like, reveal everything and just show more of it. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. But, like, with Fallout 4, people are going to buy it. That shit's just going to sell. Yeah, it is. Because it's Fallout. Yeah. And I It'll personally... Sell. I No, I won't be able to. I wish that I could ignore it for a while so that someone would release an HD texture pack on PC and I could play a game that actually looks good because it looks garbage from what I've seen. It's not going to look as good as... Visually, I mean. Metal Gear Solid. No, fuck no. But, like, with mods, it, it would. would. Like, it? have you seen Skyrim modded up? Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got it. If you put, like, Holy over 100 mods shit, on shit, right? Like, it yeah, looks, it looks stunning, doesn't it? There's been Kotaku posts. So here's have you seen Skyrim that stuff? with 111 mods yeah. or something. They, like, run... It runs at, like, two frames a second. It doesn't. I've got... I've played with that shit. Looking as good as the Phantom Pain. Better than the Phantom Pain. Fuck Phantom. off. I've got Phantom Pain. Get fucked, son. Holy shit. At 60 frames per second. Oh, my That's God. What we no, call I'm the, not even talking to you. The the fanboy I'm not even talking to you about this. Dude, you are, you are fanboying so hard right now. What are you talking about? I'm all just I, I asked a question, and all I expect is an honest answer, and all I get is fucking trash <laughs> an from answer you, that you didn't like. No, no. It's not an answer I didn't like. like it's like, horse shit. It's 100% bullshit. I would disagree. I don't think it would have been 2 FPS. I haven't played it with all those mods, but... I have. I, I certainly, when I started playing it on PC, and that would have been a couple of years ago. That shit. That shit. Better. That's pretty good. Stunning. It's pretty good, right? Stunning. I put on some good. HD mods because it looks garbage in its default state. And I was like, hey, this looks good enough to have been kind of released now as opposed to 2011. He's, I think we broke him. This is such a fanboy. Yeah. A fanboy. No, no, don't say the fanboy word. He'll get upset. <laughs> he is, though. All I'm sa- Like, no. <laughs> that fucking engine isn't capable of looking as good as the Fox engine. No, not in its default state. But we're talking about HD texture packs here, right? Oh, HD texture packs. But, but well, like, the engine sense. is not... Ian, Ian B. Ian B. Ian B. What does that mean? Their, their, the engine they put on top of it to run all the fucking cool shit. Ah. Alright. What's it called? The B- Skyrim B- engine? B-N-B. Alright. <laughs> B-N-B. 
That's lighting shit, isn't it? It's not textures. Yeah, it's it's they do it with um like Grand Theft Auto and hmm. all that type of jazz. Even older games, like I've been doing some research on older Doom and Quake games and mm. not that they look stunning, but people have gone back and done HD texture packs and shit for Quake. I was playing Quake two the other day with some modded shit and I'm like, Well, that's actually prettier than the default state that I just tried. Mm. Plus, it has the awesome music because it doesn't have the music on Steam, guys. Really? Quake 2. Yeah. No soundtrack. Well, that soundtrack's amazing. Cool. Not that I ever played it with anything other than Alanis Morissette's Jagged Little Pill playing in the background. <laughs> really? Yep. Why? Not Smash Mouth? So, I got a CD-ROM. <laughs> only CD we had. <laughs> Because back then, when he was on his computer, he had one hand in his pocket. <laughs> but, like, the thing about Quake 2, and apparently the reason why the soundtrack wasn't there, was because the the uh, disc itself was actually the soundtrack. So, you could take it out, put it in a CD player, skip the first track, because that was the data track, and then you would have the soundtrack. I literally did that, because I was like, this is sick, this soundtrack rocks. I had it in my Discman. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm old. Um, did you have it on your shoulder? My mom didn't like listening to that devil music really see i grew up in one of those households but um it didn't have uh didn't have lyrics so they couldn't like right. they like rock and roll they, so it was just some sort of guitar they thing knew happening. it was trist she got the gist of it <laughs> uh yeah anyway uh yeah metal gear solid it's pretty amazing anyway i've only played a couple hours uh cool. sorry i've only watched a couple hours i'm yep. not gonna play it because i don't care fair enough is it one of those things like is it possible to get into Metal Gear at this stage or is it just sort of something that if you're a fan like for me this is the most easily accessible ignoring the 90 minutes of insane bullshit at the start uh, it's easily the most accessible of all the Metal Gears I mean it's it's got like it's a game that is basically extremely playable whereas previously they were games that you had to wants that experience the metal gear experience the metal gear experience yeah, so you were an existing fan yeah yeah um instead in this you can go in and you can be like just a shooter doing shooter stuff and you can still enjoy yourself or you can go in and stealth your way through it like a metal gear pro and uh yeah have the metal gear experience you're looking for and like it's open world enough to provide some extremely interesting situations where like you've got resource management and all that kind of stuff and yeah what about because that sounds and this is honestly not a troll question that sounds um, similar to absolution which i know you hated because it gave you the option of doing things stealthily or going loud without a hard fail which I appreciated because I was never a big fan of the Hitman series. I'm sort of more of a go in and shoot everything in the face kind of guy, whereas it was more <laughs> rewarding to do it not that way in the past. Um, and I appreciated that because I had both options, I actually tried to play stealthily. And then if I fucked up or if someone saw me or whatever, then I could go loud and I could still have this sense of satisfaction, but at the same time feel like, I didn't complete the stealthy thing that I set out to do. Thus, I didn't get as rewarded as I would have been. But I was okay with that, knowing that I wasn't like, oh, mission fail, or I'm just going to get shat on now because there's a thousand guys with miniguns running at me. Is that, like, the same thing? Or not? But, like, you hated 
Absolution. Not Didn't because you- of that. Not because of that. Oh, okay. No, I've always appreciated a game that allows you to, like, when shit hits the fan, I think you should be able to at least attempt to deal with it. Like, n- yep. not necessarily be capable, but... Yeah, for sure. Attempt. But feel like if, you have that you control. If you have the, yeah, the skill as a gamer to deal with it, then you should be able to deal with it. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of hard fail bullshit. The problem with Hitman was that it was all, like, they were all contain levels like it wasn't open they were all like levels following one another so whereas in metal gear you'll start off at point a and need to get to point h via b c d e f and g b c d e f and g would all be separate levels in hitman absolution and the results at the end of each level would not carry across Whereas in this, you just fucking wander there. Like, you just get there. Okay. And, like, if at point B there's a guard post that, frankly, you don't have the ammo to deal with, you just fucking walk around it. Like, well, not walk. You sneak around it and you just move on. And B is no longer a problem at all for you. And uh, that's, like, that. I think that's a huge difference. Like, one of the huge differences um, that... Metal Gear is providing here like it is actually an open area that you can go into and approach situations however the fuck you want as long as you understand enough about them and should you have played Ground Zeroes no don't have to you don't have to so this is more this is more accessible than Ground Zeroes I think so okay I mean Ground Zeroes was A has a very long unskippable cutscene at the start I think is longer than it took me to finish the mission. How long is the cutscene? It was like twenty five minutes or something. Jeez, um, it's skippable after the first time you watched it, but it's not skippable the first time. See, I hate that shit, and um, you hate unskippable cutscenes too. Um, they're all skippable in the Phantom Pain. <laughs> it's really not that hard a feature to add, is it? No, um, but uh, so uh, yeah. Apart from that, yeah, it's it's sort of that's very contained. And you can, like, go into it however the fuck you want, but, like, the scale difference between Ground Zeroes and the Phantom Pain. I tried to go back to Ground Zeroes after my two, like, 17 hours with the Phantom Pain, and it just felt claustrophobic. It's just tiny. It felt like one tiny fortress that I would have spent, like, a blip of time in. You know, it's just, yeah really nothing compared to the phantom pain how much time at the beginning of a game is too much time to say you need to deal with x amount of hours before the game starts or becomes good or will capture your attention Mm. that's an open question gentlemen because i think 90 minutes is probably about my limit i think if it was two hours i would just say i could watch a movie in that time um, I don't think it's acceptable to say, oh, give it to, oh, like these f- worst case scenario examples, like Final Fantasy, such and rather. Just give it 30 hours and then it really becomes good. I'm like, oh, Destiny. Destiny became good after. When does that become good? They were like, get to the raid. The raid's a good. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. I was saying that. like that. They're like, oh, Endgame's different. Yeah. Endgame's where the real game starts. And it doesn't. Mm. It's, it's a trap. It's a trap. But, yeah, but like, what, has there been a game where you've been tempted to, or you have, um, just challenged yourself to say, okay, I'll suffer through this because I hope or I know that it will 
open up because I think it's a risk. Like if you're not going to like that game uh, and someone said, give it three hours and then you'll love it. And then I didn't, I'd probably resent that person and never listen to their recommendation again. Yeah, I think I've done it a couple of times. It depends on what it's offering. I think my first Space 4X game was like that, which was Space Empires. And I was taking someone else's word for it. And uh, he was right. It was really good. Dark Souls. Yeah, Dark Souls. Dark Souls yeah. is that game. 100%. And how it's many like hours? six fucking hours. Oh, God. In that's my opinion. Like, that's how long it took me before. You get it. I got it. And it could be longer than that. It could easily be. It might be shorter. But why did you Why did you want to persevere with that? Was it a recommendation? or was Everyone it- kept. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. With Demons, with me, it was like, I think I was hooked fairly quickly uh the level design of boletaria the, the castle bit and demons got me yeah and um just not wanting to lose to a machine right <laughs> but uh i mean yeah i think it depends on what the game offers you and like when you ask that question i'm thinking of like books and stuff and like you know some books are harder to read than others and um people persevere through it and you know it might not just be like a slow first few chapters or something it might be the whole book is hard to read and it might be that the book was not written to entertain you it might be that you know you it's sort of equal parts like perseverance and you're getting something unique out of the book the whole way through and um yeah i don't think there's been many games like that where it's like I'm going to persevere through this because it's giving me something unique that's not entertainment. Like, we do expect to be entertained yeah, and yeah. fun the whole way through. Um, but yeah, maybe that's a part of games becoming more later on down the track where we would reach a stage where it's like, yeah, it's really tough to get through, but I'm going to stick with it because it's making me think a lot about this and that. It's making interesting points, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. It's got to be that hook, right? I mean, I remember the original Borderlands in the first two to four hours was just shit house. Yeah. Just the same enemies, the same shitty guns. But then after that, especially cooperatively, just became immensely satisfying and Skags. Yeah, Skags. Mm-hmm. Hugely addictive. Yeah. Hugely. And it was just like you had to get more of it. But mm-hmm. those first three hours were like, I don't know what's happening here. I keep going because I dropped however much like what a hundred bucks for an Xbox game or whatever on this at the time. Mm. Let's keep going, keep going, and then I'm glad I did. But at the same breath, you can understand when someone's like, I gave this game three hours, and then I said, fuck it, and took it back to EB or whatever. Like, I can't argue with that if someone's given a game X amount of hours. Yeah. Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Oh, you didn't finish that? No, I did. But I gave it like it just never five hours, good. and it just never got good. Mm-hmm. And then it ended. <laughs> In World of Warcraft, oh, you start. Good. You can literally just right-click an enemy, and then not use any abilities, and they die for our first few levels. Now, so, no, I think you could always do that at level one. All right. When you're learning the abilities, you just right-click on the enemy, and they die. Oh well. Really? Yeah, you can just auto-attack enemies down at level one. Oh right, right. auto-attack. Right. I, I, I can't. I don't understand what I was thinking. You were like thinking. a one-hit. Yeah. Like at a level fucking one. insta-kill or some shit. Oh. My hacks. Yeah. yeah. I just level right-click one. things and they die. You're so powerful. No, you're not. <laughs> Reverse leveling. Yeah, World of Warcraft was pretty boring for me until I hacked it. And then I went into um, Alterac Valley and just right-clicked on the entire alliance. They Totes. all died. They all died. 
Perfect. When you click dragged. Yeah, All yeah, of yeah. them. Thank you. And I pushed the delete button. And then yep. you just walked away. I beat the world of Warcraft. They're deleted. Like, <laughs> all their shit's gone. Some Matrix shit. Yeah. All right, shall we wrap this up? We can. Uh, have we got any emails? We didn't the news. Oh, it's like too late. Super quick. Okay, go. XCOM was delayed. Oh, my yeah. God. Pushed back till next year. That's 2016, it. February. You owe me something, I think. No, we didn't bet about anything about that one. Um, Could have got a drink out of it, Joe. Could have got a drink. I know. The yeah. other news I put down was... Lionsgate making oh, a Borderlands movie. Yeah, making movie. a Borderlands movie. Yeah, what the fuck? What? Yeah. That's just a cash grab. Yeah, so it's the guy uh, produced by uh, Ari Avad, is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what it's the, um, the previous CEO of Marvel. Um, he's produced like the Spider-Man movies, um, Iron Man. I think he did. Maybe I could be making this up. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I don't know what I think feel about this so far. Like it seems kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Cash grab. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll, I'll reserve judgment. It'll die, like everything else. Yeah. You know, Halo. Wait, has there ever been a Call of Duty game announced? Grand Theft Auto Maybe or something so. like that? Ubisoft is doing like 20 of them. Oh, um, oh yeah. I saw Assassin's Creed. There was pictures a picture of Fassbender. Of, yeah. Fassbender, yeah. As so it looks legit. It looks good. It's a good costume. Yeah. I don't think the movie will be any good, but... No. Yeah, I mean... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Prince of Persia. Yeah, it was Prince of Persia at one stage, and that was no, no good. It He's wasn't awesome. the worst. It was all right. Yeah. It could have been a whole lot better. It could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah. Anyway, that was the news. Alright, emails? Oh yeah, I got a newsy thing. Why? Um, in the beta for the new expansion for StarCraft. They, Legacy of the Void. Legacy of the Anus. They're um, testing, uh, taking out some of the macro mechanics. Um, so this was in the patch notes for the beta. And I think that's the way it is for them right now. It's still not guaranteed that it'll make it into the final version. But basically, Protoss Chrono Boost is out. And the Mule is out. So, um, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but <laughs> it sounds terrible. I thought you played StarCraft. Used to. Oh, not like at a competitive level or anything. All right. Well, seven years ago. I was more StarCraft. Company of Heroes guy than right. StarCraft. Well, yeah, every, the thing as Protoss that you had to do every 20 seconds is you don't have to do that anymore. Okay. Well, you still have to make pylons. <laughs> still have to make additional pylons. But um, I've been against it. I'm actually, I'm writing a little thing about it because like I'm, I'm saying good riddance because I've been against them ever since launch. And um, when the game got launched, I was like, why why is this there? It's, it's a perfect game other than these things. And um, it's the equivalent of saying you have to push this button every 20 seconds, otherwise your economy won't run lost at max efficiency. And you just go, why? And they're like, just, just do it. It's going to yeah, take up silly. your mental focus, and we want your brain focus to be at this level. That's silly. Well, this is why everyone left. Everyone's well, yeah. gone. Everyone's yeah, that's gone it. That's why. Yeah, that's, <laughs> they, they need to try something big. Yeah, they have to try something different. But I also think that, like... For, with all the additions that they made in the last expansion and all the additions that they're going to make in this expansion, there's enough now to keep you at that level of mental focus without needing this arbitrary bullshit in your economy. Like, yeah, I, if, You can build the quickest. <laughs> yeah, like if, they, if it played any strategic uh, 
a role in, in like your decision making. Like if you could use chrono boosts to do this, that, or the other thing, and that would play into your strategy in the match, that would be one thing. But it's not that. It's always used for probes. You just do it on probes every 20 seconds. That's it. Um, so, you know, Zerg's a little more interesting. So they're, they're, with the Zerg macro mechanic, they're only having it. They're not completely taking it out. But, um, yeah, the StarCraft community is a little split on whether it's a good thing or bad thing. I'm saying it's good because, um, it's just, it's like if you were asking any fucking sports person to juggle three balls while doing whatever they were yeah. doing. And then they're like, why? And you're like, well, you know, it's, it takes additional focus and it's a skill differentiator and, they'd be like well that doesn't fit why why am i doing this is that because protoss are overpowered like is it is it an artificial no no they're doing it it's um like there'll be there'll be sweeping massive changes but like the mule belongs to terran so they're taking the mule out um they're having the zerg one and then the protoss chrono boost is just completely out um so i think it's just an acknowledgement that these mechanics had no interesting choices attached to them you just did it and if you didn't do it uh, your economy would lag behind. And so, yeah, it's, I mean, it takes more skill to do it, but the skill that we're talking about is more like diner dash skill mm. and not RTS skill. Yeah. It's just like multitasking. Um, so yeah, Muscle I don't think it's, it's like a balance thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's more like they, they thought, I think it looked good on paper, like probably when they were first making the game, they were like, yeah, and you should be able to use chrono boost for this, that, and the other thing. But, um, and like you can, you technically can use it on tech and you can use it on a gateway to bring out a zealot, but those are not viable choices for it. Like the only, vi- there's only one viable thing to do. So everyone does that. Yeah, that's dumb. Like at least with pylons, there's interesting shit you can do with it. You know, like you can sneak a pylon in the back of your enemy's base and warp in zealots there and shit like that. Um, so I'm glad they're just cutting the fat. Like mule, mule gets minerals at three times the the rate of an SCV, so you just always like gonna call down a mule now. Why not? That's what I'm gonna do. Like, why is it there? Hmm. Like, you know. Anyway, I'm I'm trying to craft an argument for an opinion piece. Starcraft like, an argument. Uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna email. Mark writes in. Uh, Joby, Joby mate, loved the WWE channel last episode, but the only way wrestling will be interesting is when they get Ronda Rousey. Make that happen with all your contacts. Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, you made it happen. I did. She was at WrestleMania this year, motherfucker. Boom. Yeah. Face. Done. I preempted that shit. And she's coming to Australia. End of the year, right? Yeah. yeah. But that's not for wrestling. That's, that's it doesn't matter. You made that happen. I did. Yeah. And, and she's going to be in the Pokemon Championships. Okay. That happened. Nah, but she, she likes, loves that shit. She, she, yeah. she likes Pokemon. Yeah. She does love Pokemon. Uh, but yeah, no, she is coming to Australia. She's coming for uh, UFC 183. No, 283. 293? I don't know. I don't know. The Melbourne one. She's got a th- three. Um, she's the new main card for the Melbourne one, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah. People wanted to be Captain Marvel. That's dumb. She can't act. Yeah, she's a fucking she terrible act, actor. No. You know, yeah. who cares Actress. if she's got the look? Actor. I'm sure there's a billion people who've got the look. She's definitely tough, but I just think that, yeah, people are like, yeah, she should totally be it. Let's have a fan petition. No. You don't actually want to see that. No. Did you not watch Furious 7 or yeah, the wrestling? Yeah, she was in it for 20 <laughs> seconds and it was cringeworthy. Yeah. Until she started punching and that was great. That was good. But yeah, stop smiling. 
Yeah, stop uh, smirking. What is that? What are you doing with your face? Yeah. Stop it. Stop it. We're, this, we're serious actors. I, I know. I know this is very silly. And we're about to drive a fucking car through three different buildings. Yeah. Like many stories above the air, uh, above the ground. But uh, yeah, please stop smirking. This is supposed to be a serious scene. You are a very upset security guard. Yeah. Just Punch. Michelle Pretend, Rodriguez. Yeah. Yep. And that's stop smiling. <laughs> Pretend like you're not having the time of your life right now. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> Pretend like Michelle Rodriguez is fuck Michelle Rodriguez and you're about as pleased as anyone should be to see Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> not pleased. Yeah. You're not pleased to see Michelle Rodriguez. I wouldn't be. Why? Oh. She's, she's you know, a drunk driver. She's a drunk she's driver. She's a drunk she? driver. Yeah. <laughs> she's fast and furious, bro. Yeah. Like, so? She's, doing she's not Vin Diesel. She's not Vin Diesel. She's not a reanimated corpse of Paul Walker. Oh, oh bro. Oh, too soon. What? I said reanimated. It's too soon. <laughs> she's obviously not the corpse of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't that's work that. any better. How's that um, for a compliment? <laughs> <laughs> she's... Uh, Ronda Rousey's trying to trademark the hashtag DNB. For did you see that interview where she oh, said, do "Don't nothing, be a do, do nothing yeah. bitch," yeah. and um, you know, drum and bass people plugged are into many drum and bass circles as I am. <laughs> it's caused uh, a bit of a tongue-in-cheek stir, right? Over like, hey, we were here first, yeah. And she's like trying to start some, start the hashtag up on Twitter, but don't be a do nothing bitch, and like. Really, she's just chimed in with a bunch of people talking about bass music. <laughs> uh, everyone's just kind of like, what are you doing? What are you she doing? doesn't know how Twitter works. Like acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I wrote a story about people wanting her to be Captain Marvel and her championing that on IGN. And down the bottom, you get to add this little italicized bit where you're like, I'm Nathan and here's my Twitter tag. And you can add a whimsical thought, which I always do. You don't have to. Yeah. And I th- said... Uh, I don't think Ronda Rousey would be a great Captain Marvel, but I'd never say that to her face. I thought that was pretty funny. Anyways, one guy on Twitter started going nuts at me. Okay, smarty pants, who do you think would be, you know, like, I was like, my answer was two words. I know it's not two words, but fuck this guy. Starbuck. And then he had to go and look that up. And he's like, oh, you mean Katie Sackhoff? I'm like, yeah, she's a bit old, but she's fucking awesome. Yeah. Gal Gadot. Anybody else? Yeah, <laughs> someone who can act first. You can teach them the tough bit next. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Paul Walker. Oh dear, I'm getting all hipster about Ronda Rousey now that everyone fucking loves her. And I'm oh, like, and I was like, yeah. back in the early days of UFC. Yeah, back when she'd only won eight in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Back when she'd only won fights by, you know, armbar. <laughs> yeah. So she's undefeated, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. And wow. she and will remain that way. Forever. In, in MMA. In MMA. Yeah. Um, probably forever. Yeah. If she yeah. retires at the right time. 60. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Imagine that she wheels on and no. <laughs> just gets Superman punched or something. Armbar. Doesn't look like anyone's going to beat her anytime soon. No. No. no she looks um, terrifying. Did she then? In- She's playing herself Is <laughs> in she? her own biography. Oh, okay. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> what? Ronda, yeah. There's a Ronda Rousey biography. Yeah. No. What biography did she write? Anyways, there's a book. And oh, that's yeah. got film rights. And book. she's going to play herself. 
That's cool. And I think that's going to be funny because I don't think she's going to be very good at it. Yeah. She <laughs> she's going to be herself. She's going to be Jack from Thirty Rock. What do I do with herself? my hands? You know. Or so you've just lost at the Olympics. Would you be smirking at this point? <laughs> Stop smirking. <laughs> Stop smoking. I, look, I don't want to tell you how to be you, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that maybe she actually did. Maybe she, she smirked. <laughs> They're just everything. like, fuck it. We'll just fix it in post. We'll see oh you smoke. <laughs> no, I, I get it now. Like Benjamin Button, her face. It goes all the way back to her childhood. And she is smirking at her sister. And then the wind changes. Oh. And it stays stuck that way. And they reinforce that myth. Good yeah. plan. We've worked it out. You're about to be a corpse that needs reanimating, bro. <laughs> well, she's the, I don't think she's going to come get me. She's no, not the not talking man. about me. <laughs> that call. Oh. oh, come on, man. <laughs> a fresh a fresh take on, you know, a childhood myth. You're bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> Does kids these days still say that? Kids these days. Fucking hell. I'm bringing it back. Old. Don't do that. Your face will fucking stay that way. To like, is that still something that's said to kids? Yeah. I reckon if I said that to them, they'd call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you doing to them? I've got, I'm a bearded man. Uh, I can't a, talk to kids. With a oh, gold right. arm. <laughs> are you like related to these children or are you just talking to random children? Just the, on the ones street? in the park that I watch on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not really comfortable with this. Uh, <laughs> This theme that's been running throughout this podcast. <laughs> if you pull, keep pulling that face, it'll stay that way when you're a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we probably went too far. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Let's wrap this up. It's my fault. Should, yeah, you took it too far. You, you started it. You right were talking about the right children the in the podcast. The park. When I said I'll respond to any name, what did you say? Uh, <laughs> child something I don't know oh that's right yeah yeah there we go that's my bad incepted me Joe. make a face and I'll I'll blow wind <laughs> <laughs> Chung's making it worse kill it kill it uh, the kid damn it alright make a face and you'll smell the wind change oh my god oh oh my god. what <laughs> dead air can you guys smell onions? No. You I'm all the way over here. I can't smell you anything. Farted. Can you smell onions? I'm not going to. It's on its way, I think. <laughs> I'm just going to do this. Onion Slowly delivery. This Don't make any faces. No, but for reals, can you smell onions? No. No. Not even when you hold them really close to your nose? <laughs> <laughs> what? This oh, is dad geez. joke territory, dude. Just- oh, jeez. Luke, can you kill it? Can you just... Sh- do your radio voice and no, let's, this is- let's put a bullet in it. Maybe you'll leave this linger for a bit, like a family oh. guy. Just no, it's if a worse family guy. Then you need to ask. You need to ask it a few more times. Oh god! Can you smell onions? Yeah, you got to ask this like twenty times if we can smell onions. Are hey, you Meg, sure? Do you smell onions? Meg. Um. All right. Wrap it up. We let's should go. wrap it up. Right. Uh, we're on Facebook.com/slash The Gap. No, the GA podcast. Fucking hell. I can't remember anymore. Um, we to spell all that out. Slash the gap, no, the GA podcast. Yep. The GA podcast. <laughs> the dad jokes. Oh, no. T H A. No, T H E. We fixed it. T H Q. Twitter.com slash 
Oh, the GA too podcast. Soon. Oh, too soon. <laughs> the reanimated corpse of Tio Takuna. Way too soon. Uh, we're on iTunes, Android, Windows Store. You'll find us on there. You can rate and review us on that. Um, for everything, though, you can find us on thegapodcast.com, where we update uh, posts and shit. Posts and shit. Yeah. Yep. Posts and shit. For the podcast. Yep. Which is good. Um, otherwise, we're all on Twitter. I'm at twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-E. Job is... Joby Jojo. Mr. Jeremy's on there sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. The junglist. The junglist. Nathan's not on there. I avoid it like the plague. I don't even tell you what it is. But what about that dude who was... Yeah, well, that's when I get an email about someone uh, burning me. That's how often I am on Twitter. Wait, you get emails? I told you people- this. You sent me lots of tweets last oh, time. Oh, I did too, yeah. Me emails, yeah. That's right. Uh, so, go on. No, no. You I was just going to say, have you guys got anything going up anywhere anytime soon? Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Good question. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just figuring out what I can talk about. Yeah. Uh, there will be some stuff. I don't know when the new Game Informer is out, but some stuff in that. Yeah. And um, oh, I've got something in that too. Cool. All right. Um, so read it for both our things. That's easy. And um, you'll find both of our things. You'll find both our in things Game in Informer. There. Yeah. And um, then I think... Yeah, I think I'll be doing some Kotaku stuff in the coming week. I don't know, sometime soon. Um, the 6th, I think. Maybe maybe that's a Monday. Yeah, so, all right, so my, from Monday on. And, uh, oh, yeah, OzGamers soon. So that thing, um, that StarCraft thing is going up on OzGamers. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. the rest of the stuff is too far away. I shouldn't talk about it. Cool. Anything for you? Uh, I had uh, first thoughts type thing go up on Ozgamers about the Phantom Pain. Yep. Uh, and I don't recall. Um, no, I've got something going up somewhere. Oh, I can't talk about it. It doesn't matter. Cool story. Anyway, uh, Nathan is Nacho's Justice. Oh, on Twitter, and uh, every time you tweet at him, he gets an email. Nobody took advantage of that last time, so uh, you've got oh, very nice just listeners. Just a reminder. And I'm also, you'll find me on PC Powerplay pretty regularly, the website, um, and IGN, mainly doing news, which is a bit boring, but, but um, a review for rugby. You'll have more thoughts on rugby. True. Yeah. Nice. This will be up in the afternoon, Friday. Yeah, I, well, that's up to them. It will be with them. I'm assuming they'll want to hit embargo. Why would you be telling them this Yeah, when they're listening to it? No, he's telling you that this will be up on the Friday. No, I get that, but the embargo lifts on the... Yeah, anyways. Anyway, that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Don't let your dreams be dreams. <laughs> As always. Bye. Do it. <laughs> How did you not know that wasn't coming? Bye. Do it. Bye. Bye. Do it. Bye. Just do it. Bye. Bye. You haven't even drunk anything, man. Do it.